This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kesha. And this is our 128th episode of Talk Direction. And Kesha has so kindly joined me today. I was like, I I was planning this episode and I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't want to do this one alone. Like, I feel like this is one where I need someone else with me and... You got back to me and I was very happy. I was like, oh, no one's going to say they want to do it with me. And then you did. So that made me very happy. So welcome back to the show. Um, how are you doing today? Tonight? It's like late. Is it 10 something where you are or 9 something? Because it's 9 something where uh, I am. It's almost 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you got, you're an hour ahead of me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very excited to talk about Harry, as always, so <laughs> Good. the time doesn't matter. With <laughs> nice. We, we're, we're late night recorders here on Talk Direction. That's just how it is. So, um, yeah, I just feel like there's so much to talk about, and I was very excited, and I just, I'm ready to talk about Harry's tour, and I feel like the past couple days I've just been, like, so, I feel like just the Harry fandom has been immersed in, like, his new tour and there's just so much to talk about so that's pretty much what this entire episode is going to be so get ready guys um like so I don't know what you did like the first night of his tour but like I knew it was coming we all knew it was coming and like I feel like everyone was anticipating what would his tour look like because he's just started his second leg of his tour and we know it's bigger venues we are expecting a new set list new outfits new everything um and like just i feel like the whole fandom was like on their computers like watching these periscopes live of the like concert footage were you watching live as it happened yeah i i was i planned uh, a study session with my friend uh, that (laughs) night because i was like i can resist the urge i can i can just focus on studying and I can do something productive with my life for once (laughs) but turned out uh, I I was at some point I just uh, uh, told her that I need to go home (laughs) I have priorities (laughs) and I was uh, and uh, yeah I got back home before the the concert started and I watched the periscope yep that sounds amazing right you have your priorities straight. Like, that's how it should be. Harry comes before studying, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and I have very uh, very kind friends that understand that, so... That's good. That's good. I'm very grateful for them. That's really good. Yeah, it was so much fun because, like, every... It, it, we, it doesn't happen that often when, like, the entire fandom or, like, so many people are online at the same time and, like you know, we're all, it feels like we're all there, like, having this moment. It doesn't happen that often. It's like, you know, when an album gets released, obviously, or, like, a first day of tour, but it's not, it doesn't happen that often, so it makes it really special when we're all kind of, like, you know, watching together. And thank God for people who periscope these concerts, because, like, we're all watching these periscopes. There's 
thousands of people and then like one will die and you have to go find the next one like I kept retweeting different periscopes like every time one ended because like it must the wi-fi at these venues or the I guess they're not even wi-fi it's like people are using their data to like record it's not great Yikes. like so it's we're so lucky that it actually works and that we can actually like watch <laughs> so yeah yeah bless those people because I don't know what I do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Without them, honestly. Yeah, it's been so great. And like, I feel like last tour, I didn't, I mean, I watched some in the beginning, but I didn't watch that many like throughout the tour, but I just feel so invested. Like, I probably, as he tours, I'm not going to watch them all, but like, especially at the beginning, like, it's just very exciting because we don't even know like what's coming, you know, it's so new. So, yeah. Thank you, and since he tours, tours Europe, there's I can watch, I can watch the the, the shows as they, uh, as they are, yeah, mm, and not and not uh, like the last time because the last time he started the tour uh, in the US and I was uh, always asleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. So I couldn't watch it. Yeah, now so. he's like at a good time for us. <laughs> um, I mean, back in the <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was I was in the U.S. right when he first. No, I was always here, wasn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to remember like when I came, when I came to England. No, I was here for his tour. Yeah, so I wouldn't have been able to watch them either. That must have been it. That's why I don't remember watching like Periscopes <laughs> for the last tour because I was probably asleep. But like, it's been so fun. Like, just knowing that oh, at the end of the night, like every t every couple days, like you know, or, oh, we get two days in a row, like, it's very exciting, like, what is he gonna wear, like, what is, what's happening, you know, what new songs is he singing, so, it just, it's just felt super magical, and really fun, and I also love how Harry and Niall's tours are always, like, trending on Twitter every night, like, it just shows you the power of the fandom, and, like, how many people are, like, excited about their music. Like, other artists tour, but their every night does not, like, trend for them on Twitter. But, like, with Harry and Niall, like, they're both trending, I think, currently with their shows, which is fun. Yeah, we're here and we are ready to uh, promote our... our it, exactly, exactly. Um, so also Kesha and I are going to discuss Harry's merchandise, all the new merch that he has, and he has a whole bunch of new merch. Um, we're going to talk about that on Talk Direction down low, and that's on the Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash Talk Direction, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, and yeah, that's where we're going to talk about his merch. So if you're interested in hearing all of our opinions, and Kesha told me before we started the show that she has opinions on his merch. Yes, I so. have opinions. <laughs> so many of them. Get ready. <laughs> so I am excited to hear those. Um, but first, let's get into your guys's guys's opinions that you guys left me on Twitter. I asked you to send me all your thoughts on Harry's new tour and the clothing he's worn and the new songs and all that. And I'm just going to like read all your thoughts and then we're probably going to discuss them all as we go. Um, so I'm not going to like talk back as I often do with, uh, with emails and stuff we get in, but I just want to read all of what you guys said because I feel like you guys have a lot of good opinions. So let me start with Martha who said, I love Harry with everything in me, but I couldn't help but feel he was so subdued at his small, small venue tour, so meaning the one that happened in the fall, 
He felt trapped on stage where he couldn't move. The highlights of that tour were when he could escape the small stage, aka Radio City. From the minute he walks on stage, from the minute he walked on stage on Sunday, it was a whole different person. His stage presence is so big, he needs a large stage to really let loose and be himself. The sparkly suits are phenomenal. His new music is A+. He seems so happy and full of energy. It makes me so excited for what's to come. I also can't believe he is singing If I Could Fly, and it seems he has seen what fans want and worked it into his show. All in all, the solo Harry I expected from the minute I became a fan. Uh, and then Johanna said, I forgot how much fun it is to follow along with a tour with everyone. Loving the fashion, of course. I'm all about a glitter suit. And he honestly seems so happy in all the performances, which I love. I like both Medicine and Anna a lot. I want a studio version, of course, but they also just generally make me excited for the music he's going to be writing in the future and how much he has left to give us on future albums. Uh, Kata said, I'm in love with medicine and can't wait to go completely crazy when I hear it live. Anna is so good too. Harry is producing one hit after the other. I stand the right man. His tour so far, I'm speechless. I thought he was confident and bold last year, but this He's getting better every single show, and I don't think it was even possible. I love that he's running through the crowd, too, and makes the distance appear uh, for distance disappear for a second. I couldn't have asked for a better set list, except a few more songs, maybe. <laughs> the covers he chose are just perfect. I'm really hyped. His fashion game is on point. It's not that I like every single one of them but that he but that much, but I love his confidence. The stage is maybe a bit small for his prancing around but he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. Stairs, risky choice, as he tends to be really clumsy. <laughs> uh, Lanny said, love medicine, but it's not the first song I've heard like that. Lou Reed saying, walk on the wild side. Um, Astra said, we need song analyses for medicine, please. And how it's not only limited to fans, but now has reached uh, GP. What is GP? GP? General public. I oh, think. general public and media. Thank you. <laughs> um, like wildfire. Also, I want to add that Harry's fashion choices continue to amaze me in a good way. I'm absolutely loving everything he's doing. And finally, Angela said, obsessed with both Anna and medicine, loving the stage B setup, the Gucci and YSL suits. Uh, if I could fly being added to the set list. Didn't love the pirate outfit and I can't, I can do without just a little bit of your heart. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to touch on everything everyone said, but I feel like you guys just had some really good thoughts. So I wanted to read those out. Um, but yeah, we're going to sort of jump into everything from set design to his fashion to his set list. And of course, the new songs, Anna and Medicine. So let's get into that. Okay, so let's start with the stage design, like just sort of like the setup of the stage, what it looks like, because before we could only sort of look at what the, you know, when you go on tour, like when you go on to buy tickets, you sort of see a seating map, but it's kind of unclear like what the stage will look like until you're actually there. So we finally got to see what the stage is like. Um, and it's definitely a bigger stage like I mean he was performing at smaller venues so now he's performing at bigger venues to a lot more people I think before it was only like a couple thousand in each venue and now like he's performing in like arenas which hold I have no idea how much but like 
<laughs> more than a lot. Yeah, a lot more. Um, and it's just a bigger stage. And so we, we thought it might be a catwalk, but it's not a catwalk that he has. It's sort of just he walks down from the big stage, down some stairs to stage B. So he has a second stage, which a lot of artists often have. Um, so he has a stage B where he performs a couple songs um, and then just like walks from A to B, but doesn't sing any songs in that like walk. Um, but how do you feel about this whole like stage A and stage B and catwalk versus no catwalk? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I like it or don't like it. Uh, I think I would love uh, for him to perform more songs on the stage B because two songs, it, it seems um, like it's too excessive to have a, a stage B only for two songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, but it looks so, but it looks so pretty. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's weird I'm, he's only performing two songs on it. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, and I. I think I would uh, like more if he had an actual catwalk and not the um, not not run through all the people. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think he he might might have wanted uh, to be like closer to fans, but it causes problems. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I, I wish it was a catwalk too because that means you. I mean, with One Direction, they always had catwalks and, or like when they were doing like stadiums and big shows and stuff, they always had catwalks. And I feel like it allows them to go to near closer, like they, per like they, One Direction performed like the majority of their songs on the catwalk, I felt. Like they'd always be walking up and down it. Um, so like, I feel like Herring could use that space because he's definitely someone who likes to move around. So if he had a catwalk, he could perform songs on the catwalk. Um, but obviously, like, how it is now, he's not really going to perform when he's down by the fans because uh, it would be dangerous, I think. <laughs> um, but And he couldn't, and he couldn't uh, perform uh, on the catwalk with that freaking wire. wire I know! Microphone. Oh my god. I don't know why ah. he's kept this wire. It's a little bit ridiculous. Like, he had it for the last tour, but that was, like, on smaller stages. I mean, it was still ridiculous. <laughs> But the fact that he's kept the wire, how can he possibly move around enough if he's attached to a wire still? <laughs> like, and how, how is that he haven't fall be uh, because of that, that I wire? Know. I don't understand. He stumbled on a, on the kiwi, on the kiwi, I know. but he uh, didn't fall because of the wire. I'm amused, honestly. I know it's insane. Like I feel like I would have fallen, and like also he's like dragging it across. Like, you know, there's like other wires on the stage, and there's like sound boxes and instruments, and the fact that he hasn't knocked anything over either. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's just so many things that could get like the wire twisted around it or something, and then make him fall. I don't know. And it's probably uh, heavy, so I. Uh, I mean, I, I hoover, and my hoover has a wire, and I <laughs> almost die. Every time I use it, I almost die because of the wire. I know. So how does he do that? Dragging vacuum wires around is just so annoying, so... I don't know how he's getting his... Like, and you can see him! He constantly has to, like, pull it around with him and, like, make sure there's enough, like, slack so he doesn't, like, you know, get to the end of it and, like, get jolted back. It's just so... Yeah. Silly. 
<laughs> he loves the aesthetic of a rock man. I know. It's, it's all about that aesthetic. He like really needs it. He's like, I need to be attached to this wire because it looks cool. Like, okay, and I will be cool. And I will do that even though I might die. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You'll do that. Hopefully, I mean, I guess probably next tour, maybe he'll get rid of this whole wire thing, uh, or like when he when he plays like big big stages, maybe he'll get rid of it because it's it's not. It's not the best. It's not practical at all. Nope. Um, okay, so... The... Okay, I mean, we have... Oh, I, I, the thing I put first, we'll do that in a second. But, like, let's talk about... So, I put a lot of pictures on this doc. If you're one of our Patreon supporters, you can go check out um, the doc. I'm going to post it um, after I record this. Um, so you can follow along because I put a ton of pictures so that we could look and talk about it at the same time. Um, but so his sort of stage setup, he has um, like this in the back of the stage is where all his band is. And um, Adam is on the left, Mitch is on the right on the ground. And then Adam, Sarah and Claire are sort of all raised up. Um, Sarah, the drummer, is, like, on this, like, up some stairs, and then Claire is up a little bit on, like, a little, uh, like, platform, and the entire front of, like, the platform is all covered in lights, which is really cool, um, and then there's a lot of lights overhead of the stage as well, and then, um, he also has these two big screens one above the stage and one sort of at the back of the stage, like big curved screens that um, show different uh, scenes for different songs. Um, and then also on the B stage, he has a big disco ball, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, because like last tour, he really only had that one curtain, right? He didn't really have much in terms of other things that he was, he didn't have screens in the last tour. So like the screens are a big new addition especially because like he's playing bigger shows so you kind of need those screens right yeah i like without those screens uh, uh you can only like see him from very far and or not at all when if you're standing on a uh, on the uh, general admission mm -hmm. in the general admission so maybe you will catch a glimpse but <laughs> Uh, yeah, with those screens, you, you you have a possibility to see his face. Yeah. Like, arrow. Yeah, it's nice. I like them. And yeah. I think I was oh, expecting great. him to have some sort of screens, because most artists do when they play, like, at bigger venues so that more people can see them. Um, and I think his, his screens are cool. I like that. Like, One Direction often had, like, two big ones on the side, but this, like, makes it, it's, like, part of, it, like, looks like it's more like artistically done you know it's not just like tv screens it's like these cool wraparound like curved screens that are supposed like look pretty you know yeah i was kind of expecting him to have those similar to the one direction ones mm -hmm. and he has some animations so that's that's a nice addition yeah i like them yeah, I really love it. I, it's so hard to see on the periscopes what is actually playing. And, like, you can hardly see sometimes in videos. But I've gotten a couple of, like, the backgrounds to talk about. But I think I'll be able to see more once I actually go to a show. Although I probably won't even be focusing on the backgrounds that much. Um, but, like, <laughs> so I know during Carolina and probably some other songs, he has these, like, kites that go up on the screens, like, in the background. 
um, like these animated kites. And then and during Two Ghosts, there's like pre-filmed things of Harry, like where he's got his eyes shut and it like, he's just kind of like there. I don't know when they filmed those ones. Um, there's also butterflies. There's a butterfly background, which looks really pretty. I think that also goes during Two Ghosts. Um, what else is there? There's some mountain scenes. I'm not sure what songs these were on, but I found like these uh, pictures of mountains that went up on the, like, behind on the screens when he was performing. Um, so yeah, there's, like, lots of different, like, animations. Do you think, like, the animations add to the songs? Like, do you like those? I haven't watched them really, uh, while, just like you've, you've said, uh, mm -hmm. because on the Periscope, the, you can hardly see anything, so the animations just, uh, I didn't bother with them. Yeah. But I, I like them. I think they're, they're, they are a nice addition. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they correlate with the with the songs. Like <laughs> Carolina with the kites. <laughs> this <up> with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Like, it's been so hard to see. I'm... Which is, like, why I feel like when I go, I'll be able to appreciate it more. Because I've just sort of seen, like, little clips of them when, like, in videos. Um, but yeah, I think they're cool, you know, they're like the butterflies look pretty, um, but it's kind of hard to tell how, like what the meaning is of the kites in Carolina or like the, the butterflies in two ghosts. Like what, what is the symbolism there? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then what was I going to say? Oh, it also just reminds me of like the amount of artistry that goes into this, like we don't know who drew these pictures or designed these animations, but you know, it just reminds you that so many people go into making a concert and like not everyone is, you know, the artist is someone that gets all the attention, but there's so many other people who, you know, did the artwork and like matched up the art to the music and decided these things, um, which I just like feel like is cool to appreciate all the set design work that goes into someone's tour and like becomes a really important part, um, but we don't really get to see their face or know who did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to know who, who, who made those animations because mm -hmm. I like them. Yeah, they're really nice. Um, okay, what is next? Um, oh, also before, so there's an animation before his... Um, so once the, once the opener, who I haven't heard many people talking about the opener, um, who, what, what's their name again? I'm blanking out. Do you remember? I don't know. Mabel? Oh, yes. Is yeah. That? Yeah. It's Her? Mabel, I think. I haven't really heard many people talking about them. I know I saw one comment. It was on, um, on, oh my God. Why can't I think of anything? Who opened for Harry last time? Um, Muna. Yes, yes, yes. Muna, Muna oh, opened for Harry. I saw people commenting on, on some of Muna's posts saying, we want you to come back. Like, we want someone who actually appreciates Harry's fan base. So I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, saying that um, the current opener is not, like, appreciating Harry's fan base or something. I don't really know. Have you seen anything about Mabel at all? Are people talking about their music or her music? I haven't seen anything. I haven't really checked her music either. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I know nothing about about that person. Yeah, I feel like I want to no, 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 Nobody's talking about it. Yeah, about no one her. is. And I feel like people did talk about Muna. Like, 
I knew a lot about Muna before I went, and I'd listened to their music a bit. Um, yeah. It se- seems like our, like, the, like, people really liked Muna's music and got into it. Um, like, I really liked it. I think it's great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was completely blown away by the, the their performance mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, the, seeing them live really, really made made me love them. Yeah, I totally agree. They were so good live. Like, their songs are really catchy. Like, obviously the one that is, like, their biggest single, um, I Know a Place, was so good. But they, like, they covered, um, they covered... What Edge song? of 17. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved that song. And I feel like that's a song that everyone knows and can just, like, sing along to. Um, yeah, did they, yeah. did or, they play... Or jump. What? Or just jump up and down because it's yeah. so uh, up and Yeah. I love their song Loudspeaker, too. That's one of my favorites. I think it's so good. Um, yeah, I love it, too. But I don't know much about Mabel, so I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> um, but so after Mabel comes on, I think Mabel, I think usually it's like they have, betw- they like, at like 8 to 8.30 is the opener and then there's a half hour until Harry comes on at 9. Um, and like during that half hour there's this animation. I don't know when it started. <laughs> but like there's this animation of Harry doing a Rubik's Cube. But it's like a cartoon Harry. But you can tell it's Harry because it has like his tattoos and his rings and stuff. Which is really cool. And he's doing this Rubik's Cube and solving it. Um, but like it's just such a random thing. I love it. Um, but, like, does Harry do Rubik's Cubes? Is that a thing about Harry? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of this, like, animation? I mean, it really reminds me of the, uh, animation style of, uh, the, all the animations for the Beatles. Oh, like yeah! Like, the Yellow Submarine things. It's the, it has the color scheme, I think. And yeah. the, and the style in general is quite similar, I think. Oh but gosh. why does he sol- why is he solving a Rubik's cube? <laughs> I don't know. Who why knows? Harry? Why? <laughs> I do not know. Is it like once it's solved, is that when like the the concert starts? But I feel like they kept repeating it, so that can't really be it, right? I don't know. I don't think it's it solved. I don't know. <laughs> it's odd, but I like it. And again, like who's the artist who did this really cool animation? Like I wish I knew. Like, I'm sure you could look it up somehow, but it's really cool. Um, yeah, and I know he was playing, like, he played, they play, like, different songs before Harry comes on, and Olivia was one of them. Um, I think they usually play, like, some One Direction songs, and then some of the music that Harry likes. Um, I don't know why he plays Olivia during, like, the beginning, and then not during the show. Sad. Really sad. I'm disappointed. But maybe, at some point... Perhaps I wish. he'll add it. Yeah. He should. He has room to add another song or two. Yeah, definitely. He should. <laughs> um, oh, oh, this is oh, oh about the catwalk. I said, <laughs> um, so when Harry comes down, not onto the catwalk, but, like, onto, like, the strip between the stage A and stage B, and, like, some of them, he is so close to all the fans, and, like, People are reaching out and touching his head and touching his face, which is just kind of uncool. I know, like, when you're in that moment, like, a couple years ago, there was an opener that came for Ed Sheeran that came outside and, like, everyone was sort of, like, crowding them. And I ended up touching one guy's hair. And then afterwards, I was just like, 
that was kind of inappropriate. Why did I touch his hair? Like, that, like, made me feel weird. Um, so, like, I, I don't love that Harry's getting mauled by fans as he walks from one stage to the other. People should, like, you know, keep it to his hands, I feel like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I see those pictures and I'm, I'm so uncomfortable. Because, mm-hmm. like, I get it, you want to have five, but don't touch anything besides besides his uh, arms and, and hands really please seriously him please yeah i agree it's just so completely like inappropriate you know you have he's consenting for you to touch his hands because he's putting them out but to touch the rest of his body is just like so inappropriate you wouldn't want random strangers touching your face and touching your like uh, chest and whatever. I don't even know what they touched, but like, I just, you don't want random strangers doing that to you, and Harry definitely doesn't want random strangers doing that to him. So I feel like, uh, fans should respect that and, uh, only touch his hands, and when he puts his hand out, touch his hand. That's great. That's amazing. But, uh, not anything else. That's just like not cool at all. Um, and I know uh, he's now moved, I think, I'm recording this little bit just after I've, I've recorded the last bit because I've seen some more things on um, Twitter where I'm pretty sure now he has moved the aisle to be bigger so that people aren't as close because um, I can't imagine how scary that is to like have to force your way through a crowd and you know you have hands everywhere and you can barely move and people are like grabbing you and grabbing your hair and grabbing your suit and things like that that would just be really freaky and very uncool so not great but hopefully people will be more respectful uh in the future also can you imagine all the germs he's getting on his face <laughs> like, Ew. that's a lot of hands like <laughs> and touching your hands is one thing but touching your face is like you don't know where people's hands have been <laughs> like <laughs> We're at a concert. Like, concerts aren't the cleanest places. <laughs> Yikes. And, like, he had to, when he was uh, coming back to the stage a, uh, at the last concert, I think, he had to, like, uh, oh, how do you say it in English? <laughs> uh, he had to, Jesus Christ. Um, he wasn't walking straight. He had to, like, uh, go around. No, 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 no. Like, he had... Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, to avoid all all those hands. Yeah. Come on. I know. It's really not cool. Uh, They should, like, start making the, like, the path wider so that, like, people can't reach him that far, you know? Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. People should respect Harold, please. Um, yeah. Okay, so then we have the B stage. And like I said, there's this big disco ball, which is so pretty. It shines light out and it looks just so gorgeous in all the pictures. Um, and I feel it like it looks like a sun. It really does. And like it reminds me of sort of like old school, like disco music, like, you know, a disco ball. And I feel like that fits Harry and his like sort of old school style of music. Um, so that's pretty. Again, though, only two songs where he's got this disco ball right above him. I don't know if it's lit up during the other parts. I'm not sure. I don't think so. 
Yeah. It's like you spent all this money on this giant ball and now you're just putting it on for two songs. So sad. Um, all right. And then, so he sings Sweet Creature and If I Could Fly Here, which are like two slow songs. Um, and that's, I feel like that's often what artists will do. They'll like do a couple like slower songs like on the B stage. Um, but again, two songs isn't that many. Maybe like I could see it being like four songs maybe. Um, and I mean, I like Sweet Creature and If I Could Fly, but like he could have also done like From the Dining Table or, cause like that one, it's only like him and Mitch and him and Mitch are the only ones who go to the B stage, I think. Um, so yeah, I feel like he could have sang more. What are your thoughts on that? I know you were saying earlier, like you wish he sang more songs there. Yeah, yeah. It's just what what you said. Um, it's kind of a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> like only two songs. Come on, play <laughs> some more, please. Yeah. And like the set list is is uh, really weird. Like we go from uh, a a really up tempo song to a sad song, and then we go to another happy song, and then we go <laughs> back to a sad song, like. Put those in order. Get <laughs> another song to play on the stage B and like, uh-huh. get your stuff together, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to go through the set list and talk about our thoughts on it. Um, but yeah. So what is this? You you posted something here on Tumblr. What is this thing? From um, Tumblr. It's not really about the B stage, but it's about how he sings. If I could fly, because. Okay. Uh, he's uh, someone on Twitter uh, called uh, Sea Surf, Sea Surface Faithful. No, 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 no. What's <laughs> there? Sea Surface Full of Clouds uh-huh. uh, said uh, realized that he uh, basically harm is harmonizing with a voice that's missing, um, and like he's harmonizing with a uh, with phantom voices that are not there, but which we hear by default in our ears uh, which are the other boys this is a deliberate choice because on the studio recording he actually sings the top notes it's a haunting sound so yeah that's so emotional yeah yeah i i I, honestly i cried so much during (laughs) during the first (laughs) performance yeah like Finally, we get some uh, Made in the AM performances. Yeah. Because this is like, the first... I mean, I mean, this is... Is this the first Made in the AM song he's done? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time we, we've heard uh, If I Could Fly live. Like Yeah. Because they didn't perform that many songs. Because it's not like they toured their album. I mean, they performed a couple songs live. Um, but... It's like we didn't hear any of Harry's songs live either because If I Could Fly, Olivia, and Walking in the Wind were all the the songs that, like, Harry wrote with just him and some other people instead of, like, the more group-written songs. And we didn't hear any of those live. So this was pretty emotional when he did perform that. Yeah. And the fact that, like... I was just going to say the fact that, like, all the fans know the songs. Like, know that song. So, like we're all singing the notes as well and like more screaming <laughs> yeah more <laughs> screaming 
I know. I'm I crying. love when you hear in the videos like I was watching a Periscope before we started recording, and it was he was he was on the B stage singing "If I Could Fly," and like the fans who were recording, you could just hear their voices like screaming so passionately. <laughs> it was wonderful. Like it didn't sound the best, but like I that's how I would sound as well. So I was just yeah. like, yes, I Same. feel it. <laughs> yeah, relatable. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. Any were well, you going to say something too? We both started speaking at the same time. Uh, uh I was just going to say that I'm very happy that uh, finally the boys are performing songs from Made in the AM, but it's bittersweet cuz they are performing them uh solo. But yeah. I, I I love to hear uh I love hearing them live, but mm-hmm. like I would uh, like it more if they sang it, to- sang it together. So yeah, because what Niles performed "Drag Me Down" now and uh, uh, "Fool's Gold." Fool's Gold. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder if he'll bring on any of the other ones eventually. I could like. Why doesn't he sing "Don't Forget Where You Belong"? I feel like that one would work really well, um, and that was definitely a Nile song. Yeah, um, that was great. Sh- Sure, Louis gonna do no control. Like, there's, he's gotta do no control, right? He has like, to. Yeah, that's his song. And then, I mean, I think we're far away from them touring though, which is hmm. sort of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I'm still here when Louis starts touring because I'd love to see him while I'm in England. Um, but like, I don't even know when his album's gonna come out, so. I don't think he knows that either. Yep. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm like, come on, guys. And same with Liam, too. Like, when's Liam's album coming? I don't know. Like, okay. last year he said it, it was at the beginning of this year. And uh, in January he said it will come out, uh, like, later this year. And, mm-hmm. like, now he's saying, like, winter. Is he I... saying it's coming out? Oh, like, next? Like, in I, like, the... I don't know. I think I've I've seen something like that, like so some dates really far away. Yeah, <laughs> too well, far away. I bet they're gonna come out in the fall, like in September or something. I don't know. Yeah, Sad. or like November to, to get all those sales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny because like by then Harry's album will have been out for like a year and a half, and like Niles will have right. been out for a year. It's just, like, the time difference is so interesting. Like, Harry's coming up on a year from his first album being out, and neither Louis nor Liam have put out their first album. So. And who would have thought that, that Harry would be the first one to release an album? I know. Like, I was literally like, Harry's going to release it in, like, five years. And yet, he's yeah. been on it. Like, thank God. It's really the best thing Bless. he could have had. Yeah. All right, let's get into Harry's fashion because there is so much to say about everything he's worn. I feel like, I mean, obviously last tour he had some amazing outfits and, like, it was so cool to see every night what he would be wearing. And then eventually he started re-wearing the same outfit so it wasn't as, like, exciting to be like, oh my god, what new outfit is he wearing? Um, But of course, on his second leg, he has a fresh new set of outfits to wear and we've seen four now because he's done four concerts um so the first night he wore this gucci suit 
that is completely black but completely like glitter I don't know what it's made out of but there it is shiny and glittery and like on the collar of the suit there's like bigger rhinestone gem type things um, and it's just like he's like a sparkly diva man um, and I'm looking at all these pictures I have in the dock and the gifts that I have he just like looks just like this sparkly night sky it's so beautiful and then underneath he's wearing a black um top with a big sort of bow at like the neck which also looks really cool um yeah what are your thoughts on this he kind of looks like a, a presenter of a 70s tv show <laughs> yes <laughs> like so those, true I, what are they called flaps i'm uh, not a fan of those <laughs> like yeah the collar uh, part like the, the yeah um yeah i don't know what they're called <laughs> i don't know the, the, the it's very 70s and i mm -hmm. i'm i'm not a huge fan but i in general everything that sparkles i love it <laughs> <laughs> yes oh man and it's so great like the way the light catches it every time he moves it just looks so shiny and so beautiful i don't know how he keeps on these outfits and like moves around that much i feel like i would be sweating my butt off and he just, like, I think he usually will take off the jacket. But, like, still, in a long sleeve top, like, that is really hot to wear when you're moving that much. Like, I don't know how he does it. I don't understand that either. And how haven't he ripped any of those clothes? Yeah. Like, his jacket up and down, I would have destroyed those pants <laughs> one time ago if I were him. <laughs> yeah. Like, they are really well made. I wonder if, like, he ever rips it and they have to, like, go sew it up backstage. I mean, after every concert, I'm sure they have to clean them, too, because they're going to get full of sweat. I yep. will, I would love the job of being in charge of cleaning hairy suits and, like, sewing up the rips. <laughs> Not that I can sew very well, but, you know. Yep, I wouldn't how, either. How do you wash a suit like that, though? Like, how do you, like, what, like, you can't stick that in a washing machine. It's like you have to dry clean oh, no. it somehow. I don't know. I am not a professional cleaner. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> um, okay, so then on night two, he wore a Saint Laurent suit by Anthony Vassarello. And it's a gray suit that's also like all glittery. I feel like it's more, it's like smaller glitter. It's, like, more glitter than, like, shiny sequins, I guess. I don't know what that material is in the first black suit. But this one looks, like, more, like, tiny glittery. Um, and it looks like a double-breasted suit. So it's got, like, the double buttons. But he didn't... He had it open. And then underneath the suit jacket, he wore this black um, shirt that had a really low-cut, like, sort of scoop neck almost collar that was frilly and it looked really pretty and i know this shirt was tucked in at first but <laughs> as he was jumping around the shirt came untucked um and he had his suit jacket off and he just was wearing this like really pretty frilly black shirt um so what were your what were your thoughts on this one uh, i like it uh I, at first i thought why is he wearing the same outfit again like the second yeah. day because uh, on the periscope it uh, looked very similar Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, then I saw uh, pictures from up close, and I like it uh, a lot more than the first 
the really? first outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And like he has, he has his boobs out. So I'm <laughs> yes! very happy. I know I there's know. like shots where like his nipple comes uncovered. I'm like, yes, Harold. <laughs> yes, nipple. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah, I like this one. It's good. It's less like showy, you know, than the one before. Um, yeah. But I I like both of them. Um, and then I don't have any pictures of the shoes he's wearing in any of these, but I assume he's sort of wearing black shoes, black boots types of things, which he usually wears. Um, probably. And then, and then, oh, the next outfit was Harris Reed, who is like super young. And I know Harry was like the first person who started wearing his clothing. I feel like was, I don't know if you know anything about him, but Harry started wearing these sort of like like silky t-shirt like silky button-down shirts that sort of looked like pajama-esque i feel like that may have been harris reed i don't remember maybe um, I, I don't know i don't know but like so harry's like one of the he's like he i feel like this person is super young like still in school or something i'm not sure um yeah. but uh he's it's like this how do I even describe this outfit? It looks like a pirate's outfit to me. Is he's got this a like very glamorous pirate? Yes, such a glamorous pirate. It's like this billowy white frilly shirt um, that's got like bell bottom sleeves and a huge bow and ruffles all around the neck. It's got a black little vest that goes with it, so not like a jacket, but more of a just a vest and. The, the pants are spectacular. They're these big bell-bottom pants, but rather than just being regular bell-bottoms, there's sort of a slit up the side that has the white material in it that sort of fans out as he moves. Like, it's so... It, like, works so well, this outfit, with movement. Like, the way that the pants kind of fan open. Um, I have some cool gifts. Oh, he looks so cute in all of these. <laughs> um... <laughs> And just, like, this is such a billowy and fluffy outfit. I feel like it fits, like, him so much. And just, like, this pirate glam rock look is just killing it. Um, what did you think of this one? Uh, like, uh, first I saw this saw this outfit with a commentary that he's cosplaying uh, Oscar Wilde. And, like, <laughs> I was like, yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I saw it in the full glory and I saw those pants. Oh my mm -hmm. god, I gasped so loudly. <laughs> They're amazing. They really are. I think this is my favorite outfit from this leg of the store so far. Yeah, I think so too. He went from like a, a merman merman look uh, in the uh -huh. uh, late uh, 2015 with, all, with his long hair. He looked like a merman, and now he's a pirate. And yes! He's, he's sticking with that nautical theme, like all the sea theme. He's got a lot of sea theme tattoos, too. So, yeah, it's working for him. He, he eventually will play the entire cast of, like, Peter Pan or something. He's got the Captain Hook. He's got the mermaids. Like, he needs a Tinkerbell look now. Or he can, like, uh, get, uh, or the whole band can dress up for Halloween. Yes. Like, oh, my like, God. Like, I always feel like Louie would be such a good Peter Pan. I feel like, I mean, everyone in the fandom has that. <laughs> but, like, seriously, Louie would be such a good Peter Pan. Like, honestly. I need him to play, like, Peter Pan on Broadway or, like, in a remake of the movie or something. So. Oh. 
but man this outfit is just so good and like Harris Reed I need you to keep designing for Harry because you nailed it these pants are amazing they move so well like they add so much to it just like every also like the quality of pictures that we've gotten in the past couple days like especially at this show with this outfit uh where where was this one uh in Amsterdam yeah was it yeah it was Amsterdam um just like there like there was a lot of professional photographers at the show so we got so many high quality pictures I kept saving so many pictures to my phone and I would be like oh my god did I save this one yet and I'd like end up resaving the same picture like three times but there were so many good pictures like there's I have one here in the dock of him like spitting water and it's just so crisp and nice and you can tell it was done by a professional photographer um, and I just hope we get this quality of picture uh, like throughout the entire tour because I feel like often we don't even though there often are professional photographers for some reason there just seem to be like multiple um, at the last show so god I'm just the, sh the pictures have blown me away and like I don't understand that uh, he had that um, professional photographer with him on the first leg uh, what's her name Helen something yeah I don't remember and she took a lot of pictures but we never really saw them until like the uh, the promo thing he did uh, like the um, promo video he put on uh, yeah then the new Twitter uh, and now we're getting a lot of pictures from 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 her and from other photographers like what have changed like yeah. why why haven't we got those those sooner? I know that means they have so many that like they've kept from us like that they're probably like, going to use but like I'm so glad some of them are getting put on Twitter now and I hope it continues because there's so many phone backgrounds and computer backgrounds and like yep. so many ways to use these and just to admire them like it's just cuz like everyone fans usually only have their cell phones and obviously like that gives us a lot but it's not as beautiful as a professional like photographer taking a picture who has a high quality camera and actually like knows how to make pictures look good you know yeah and the lighting looks so much better with uh, this uh, 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 yeah on this stage like mm -hmm. it looks so great like I, I look at those pictures and I'm like do I save those and print those and uh, put it as a wallpaper on all my walls like yeah. what do I do with all that I would love for them to make posters out of these. Like, that water <laughs> picture of him blowing the water up just looks incredible. Like, I would put that on a poster and frame it. Like, it's just so good. So, I hope they do something with it. I mean, there's just so many amazing photos. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the latest outfit of the concert that is currently happening, or probably has just around ended by now, um was he wore an Alexander McQueen outfit. I love how he's now wearing a whole bunch of designers. I feel like on last leg of tour, he wore a lot of Gucci and now he's like spreading out the love. Um, so he's wearing this Alexander, like kind of a maroon, uh, like color burgundy. Suit. Yeah, think. burgundy. And on both like the edges of the sleeves and the like the ankle parts, there's this beautiful um, like silver detailing uh, I don't know, it's, I, there was not a ton of pictures when I was putting this out, but like really intricate silver design against the 
the red burgundy and he's wearing uh, well, some a pearls again yeah yeah pearls like the sea theme is is, is coming along it's pretty strong well. yeah. yeah it's really pretty i like this one what do you think of yeah. it yeah, I like the I like the suit. It reminds me of um, one of those suits he wore during Dunkirk premiere, and like oh I don't yeah, know, yeah, York. yeah. He had there. some, 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 some. It had some uh, a pattern uh, on mm -hmm. the leg, but it wasn't sparkly at all. So um, yeah, I like it better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the right. the color is classy, and the, yeah, it's just. He On looks point. rich. Yeah. <laughs> he is rich. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like this one too. Again, though, my favorite is the pirate one. It just moves so well. Like, for someone moving yeah. around, having all those little tassels, the ones on his neck bobbling, the legs, the arms, the big bow, it's just all, like, so much fun. Um, not that the other ones aren't cool, but it's not as, like... It's not as movement-esque, you know. Yeah, yeah. He could wear those the the other ones uh, on a on a premiere or I don't know. Yeah. On a, so, and exactly. that one, the pirate one, it's for the stage only, and I, I love it. Yep. I hope he wears that during mine. I hope there's more Harris Reed. I feel like I want to contact Harris Reed and get him on the podcast. <laughs> like, how great would that be to talk to him? Um, that would be I amazing. Hope, yeah just so good what are you what are you uh, like what are you excited to see him wear do you have other thoughts on like what he's gonna wear this tour or do you think he's gonna rewear the outfits like last time um i don't know like he has some a lot of custom made uh, designer clothes now so maybe he got uh -huh. in touch with with other designers and maybe he will have more uh more suits this time like mm -hmm. Who doesn't like a good uh, promo from Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I feel like... I'm sure he's had... He... Ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You go, you go. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I wouldn't mind if he, he repeated uh, those outfits. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. And, like, it's also good to, like, not waste clothing, you know? It's good that he's re-wearing re such expensive clothing that was made so well. Um, and so that's good. I wonder, though, if he'll, like, wear some of the suits that he wore, like, on the last leg. Like, will he bring out that, like, you know, the yellow one or the uh, green and pink sparkly one or the gold one? I don't know if those ones will also be added to the mix or if he sort of retired those suits. What do you think? I hope he will go back to the, the gold sparkly one because it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that one is really good. Especially if we're getting these high quality pictures now. Like, ah. we haven't seen high quality pictures of the other suits. And now we have the opportunity to see them. So, like that green and pink one or the gold sparkly. Like, we don't have great quality. We only have sort of phone quality, right? Like, I don't remember seeing high quality of any of them. No, I don't think we've got those. Like, we yeah. got the Harlequin one because he uh, performed in it in, uh, on the I Hate Radio Oh, yeah, festival. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's about it, I think. Like, we got some pictures uh, from from that professional photographer, but there wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh. So, hopefully, hopefully he can re-wear those, too. 
add them to the mix, Harry. Um, I just hope, like, I'm I'm excited. Like, I guess what I'm hoping is, like, more, like, drastic fashion. Like, like you know, like, the, the suit he's wearing tonight, the maroon one, isn't, like, a showstopper for Harry, I guess, you know, because he wears such insane things. But the pirate outfit is, like, a showstopper. So I'm hoping there's some more of that fun, like, ones that are out of unexpected, you know? Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Um... And then also some fun political messages. Um, actually, do you have anything else to say about his outfits before we move on? Um, no, I think I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing right now. And I hope he will do something uh, even better in the future. Yeah. I have my fingers crossed for some more glitter. <laughs> yes, more glitter is a must. A glittery pirate outfit. Just combine it yes. all and go really out there. I'm here for it. So political messages at Harry's shows, as Harry's shows have always been quite political hubs, um, on, I think it's on, it must be on Claire's piano. Um, this was one of our listeners, Maggie, who saw this, Magalyn38 on Twitter, um, saw a Black Lives Matter sticker on uh, her piano. I think it's a piano. It's hard to tell. Um, which is really cool. I feel like Claire's very into like social justice and she speaks um, about it quite a lot on Twitter and and on, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. yeah. She posts a lot of those. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, I hope she's like educating Harry more. That would be nice. <laughs> um, she seems to know a lot. Not that it's Hopefully. her responsibility, but you know, um, it would be cool if Harry's learning from her. Um, and then Harry also has an end gun violence to end gun violence. Uh, stickers on his guitar, um, which is really cool. I know he's tweeted about the March for Our Lives, um, like, movement and contract that he, he signed and tweeted about it, and now he has these stickers on his guitar, um, which is nice to see him getting more politically involved. I mean, he's not, like, the most politically active celebrity. He doesn't really talk about things that much, but um, it's nice to see, like, these small things um, that he does have, yeah. so I hope he just like keeps he finally uses his yeah he finally uses his platform to to promote those things yeah. and like it doesn't wait for the whole fandom to scream at him for a week before he posts Literally. something about about black and uh, and stuff yeah. yeah so I'm very happy I hope he will do more yeah but I'm I'm happy. He, he starts. He starts. He has started mm -hmm. doing doing this these things. Yeah, I agree. I, and yeah. like, I feel like a lot of the musicians that he like looks up to and like in the past have often been very political. Um, I'm just thinking like the Rolling Stones and like. I mean, I don't know the whole history of them, but and like Stevie Nicks, like I feel like they're very politically active and involved. So. Like, musicians in the past have been huge people who, you know, weigh into politics and sing about um, political things. Um, there's been tons of famous songs that are about, like, different political things that, like, you might not know they are, but aren't, like, you might not realize, but then, like, you really listen to the lyrics and you realize they are. So, I mean, Sign of the Times, like, we talked about, like, the political implications of that song as well. So I hope he just like 
you know, keeps doing things like that and perhaps like writes music about it and um, uses his platform, as you said, because he does have a huge platform and a lot of um, power to to make change. So hope he more of this. He I hope he will write something more straightforward. Yeah, something more political. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think some of the time is great, but he can he can use his voice a lot yeah. better. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, he has a long way to go for sure. Um, what was I gonna say? I feel like and I feel like the fandom is super political, so we're gonna be supportive of that type of stuff. You know, it's not like he's gonna sing a political song and we're gonna be like, no, don't mix politics with music. It's like we we are very, you know, politically active fan fan group, which I love about the fandom. Um, and I feel like, you know, we're going to support his music if he does that. Like, he doesn't need to worry about, like, losing fan base. I feel like a lot of us would, I mean, we would be fully for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the crowd continues to be... Um, loudly political and uh whatnot um i i think this is a photo from his concert but it doesn't look like this i I can't i guess yeah it must be right where the crowd has been doing like rainbow lights around the venue like different sections being different colors of the rainbow and then um people have been bringing uh rainbow flags to the concerts as has been known from harry um to do um, since his days in One Direction and he waves them around and holds them up and puts them around his neck and puts them on his, um, uh, his microphone stand and it's just been really nice that that has been continuing. Not that I would think it would stop, but I love that, like, no doubt someone brings a rainbow flag to his concert and also these really, like, rainbow lights all around the, the venue look so pretty. Yeah, so beautiful. Like, uh, it was so nice uh, the, when I went to my concert in Berlin last last year to see all those rainbows. Like, uh, I was amazed. Uh, yeah, it's it's so nice to feel accepted in 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 a to find so many people that 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 will accept you mm-hmm. in one place. We'll gather, and it's yeah, full of love. It I is. It is really full of love. It feels so good there's so many supportive people and so many people like being loud about their support and like making the entire venue just feel like a welcoming like family you know and then Harry's sort of you know he's a part of that too which is really great like he's all he always says like I want you to be yourselves and like do whatever you want tonight like in this space which is really nice yeah I love that. And I hope it just, like, continues. I want this rainbow at my concert. Like, look how pretty the, with the lights. I know that happened at a Troy Sivan concert where, like, everyone got a piece of paper that, like, they were supposed to hold in front of their phone so that, like, it would make the rainbow. So, but these are all, like, fan-done projects, you know? It's like a fan has to, like, organize that. So hopefully people keep doing that for different shows because it's so pretty to look at. All right. So let us talk about the set list. Um, 
we have like <laughs> talked about already like we've already talked like <laughs> over an hour and we haven't even gotten to like the songs yet oh, there's just so much to say you guys there's really so much and to everything say. is so important like it really is especially we- like as I was saying in the beginning, there's not many moments where something that's so exciting happens, you know? It's like we have album releases, but other than that, like, there's not many moments where it's like, oh my god, like, like Dunkirk obviously was huge, and that was, there was so much to discuss, but on the, on the times when there's not much to discuss, it's like we're doing song analyses, which are great, but there's not that same, like, you know, intense excitement, so it's so nice to just, like, indulge in talking about everything. Especially given that I have you to talk about it with, because this would have just been me, and that's not nearly as exciting as getting multiple opinions and talking to someone and just giggling together, so. I'm happy to be here. Good, good. The experience of that, yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so, the set list. Let me read it, and then we can talk about our thoughts. So, it opens with Only Angel. Then we have Woman. Uh, actually, it's Woman this wrong woman uh, woman uh ever since new york two ghosts uh carolina stockholm syndrome just a little bit of your heart medicine meet me in the hallway and then he goes to the b stage for sweet creature and if i could fly and then he comes back to the a stage for anna what makes you beautiful and sign of the times and then i i just put this but i i think i'm right right the encore is from the dining table the chain and kiwi right i think so that's where the encore is (laughs) i mean i know the chain and kiwi are in the encore i wasn't sure about from the dining table but i think it is too because usually he comes back on it's all quiet i think perhaps possibly um so let's start about let's start with him opening with only angel i know this was something that like the entire fandom thought would be a really good idea because like the opening of only angel the song has such an epic opening before the music starts um and like during this that the big screen that goes over top of the stage i think rises up as that like ah sound is happening um and then like it gets all loud and jammy and cool um do you think this was a good opener for for the new set list yeah i think it's great we we we, uh, we said it a lot of times that it would be great and he listened and it yep. actually looks pretty amazing and sounds great yeah i like it yeah i feel like it's gonna be such an exciting moment to be there while the stage is like rising and you hear the music like it's so intense and exciting Um, And obviously, like, ever since New York was an awesome beginning, too, because he made it dramatic by, like, having his shadow appear and, like, (laughs) the sound of the guitar go. But I love that he's, like, changed it up and is starting with something different that, like, very much fits as an an only angel. (laughs) It fits as an (laughs) opener. Like, they did Hey Angel as the first song, right? No. Yeah? Um, I don't know. I meant Clouds. That that had that same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I was everything is in the sky angels only angel clouds they didn't perform hey angel but that would have been a good opener too I remember it was because Kara and I were doing a set list episode and we put hey angel at the beginning because we thought that would be a good opener but that actually didn't ever happen in real life <laughs> that's why I'm getting confused um yeah but it would be yeah, yeah. so I feel like only like, angel has that quality so yeah, yeah. and 
ever since New York was great for the smaller venues, I think, mm-hmm. with with the curtain and everything, and it was so dramatic, but uh, on the on a lower level, and yeah. this is only angels so epic and angels singing like yeah it's great yeah i totally agree this is way more epic and and very exciting um so then i don't know what other thoughts i have like woman ever since new york two ghosts um carolina i mean uh, do you have thoughts on like those ones or like that part in general um, I am uh, surprised that he kept it like uh, the um, like he plays them in the same order like the uh, on the last leg of tour. Uh, oh, basically. really? I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember from my concert like he played uh, ever since New York women. No, women was a little bit later, but two girls and Carolina. And I, um, I think it's pretty similar to to okay. how he performed it the last time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like um, two songs. The he plays some songs like one after another, uh, like in couplets. I don't know. I'm just words <laughs> like right now. Yeah. Like since New York, uh, like two girls always uh, came after. Two girls always come after ever since New York and like um, uh, just a little bit of your heart and Stockholm syndrome uh, also uh, went together I think so okay. uh, so he's like doing them like in pairs yeah I think so yeah yeah I wonder why like maybe he just like feels like they go together like sonically <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah I feel like only angel yeah i guess it's kind of like i wouldn't have stuck ever since new york near the beginning like i would have put it near the end because i feel like it's just a very good sing-along song i mean not the album version but the live version like i feel like it's very (laughs) epic like it has that bittersweet feeling like it would fit pretty well towards the end of the of the show yeah and like just the fact that everyone can sing those lines together it sounds just like a powerhouse song where we all like it's like the yes. because the chorus is so like kind of repetitive it just like makes it fun to sing along to yeah so then to ghost carolina stockholm syndrome how do you feel about stockholm syndrome like being in the set list as one of the songs harry's chosen to do um uh i like it yeah mm-hmm. it's uh, i really like his rendition the uh, rocky the- version yeah, it sounds great, and I, it was my uh, one of my favorite songs from for uh, from the very beginning. I know it's problematic, but I love <laughs> it so much. That's okay. I like love Carolina, and that's hella problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it's hard when you love a song, but also you know, like it's like seeing blind from Niall's album is like. Just, like, I like the song so much, but I also know it's so ableist, and, like, I hate the lyrics and, like, the fact that he says seeing blind, but, like, the music is so good to me. So, sad. I just want to sing those, sing that chorus so loudly. Yeah, it's amazing. Seeing blind or stop him? Seeing blind, yeah. Yeah. It's so catchy. It really is. Yeah. Man, should have changed the lyrics there, Niall. Um... Well, all right. Yeah. So like, I would say, 
I mean, I, I never really grasp on to Stockholm Syndrome. I would just wish he would have performed, like, one of his other ones, you know, from, like, if he was choosing another one from four. Or I would rather have, um, like, literally, I can't think of song names. What's the one he did? <laughs> Made in the AM, his song. Happily. Um, like, I would I would prefer that one. I don't know how it'll it fit with, like, the Rocky sound but let me see what songs are on for where do broken hearts go i would prefer where do broken hearts go over stockholm syndrome i think especially like now that he's doing like this second leg i would rather him like change it up a bit you know like he did that one last time now he could do where do broken hearts go this time you know yeah or girl almighty i always say girl almighty because it's yes. one of my absolute favorites but it would work really well i think yeah i totally like agree he could do a rocky rendition of pretty much everything. Yeah. So, like, honestly, he could change something. Yeah. Because, like, he also repeated just a little bit of your heart. And I know people really like that one. And that's a song he wrote for Ariana Grande. And, like, I like his rendition of it. But if we're going to have, like, I just, I would rather him switch it up so we get, like, like new songs because we heard those ones last time so now he could do like where do broken hearts go or like another different song like the song he wrote for the movie love simon like he could sing that one i don't know if that one would fit his like uh <laughs> vibe fit yeah fit his vibe but like he, you know he could pick he's written other songs you know he could just change it up not that i don't like those ones but it's just like it's something different as you were saying like something new you know I, I, I understand he wants to perform a little bit of your heart because he never really performed it before. Mm -hmm. So, like, I get it. He haven't toured with it a lot. So now it's the time. Yeah. Even if he's just, like, changing it up, like, night by night. Like, some artists, like Ed Sheeran, he doesn't perform the same set list every night. Like, there's certain songs he'll switch around so that he can perform like all of the ones on his album or a lot of them. So like some nights he performs some songs and like that's risky because you're going to a show and you don't know if he's like gonna play your favorite song or something. But like still it gives you like an opportunity to play a wider variety of songs, I think, doing something like that. Yeah, and he could like cover different songs. Uh, yeah. Like Taylor Swift pretty much covered on her last tour every night he, she covered something different yeah that would be cool he can pull it off i'm sure he know he know enough songs and yeah. uh, and his band is pretty talented so like <laughs> the instruments aren't the problem i don't think but, yeah like change the mindset harold and play <laughs> something different yeah that would be cool and that, that would make, like, every night really exciting, too. Imagine how many, like, MP3s we would have of all the different covers he would do. Like, that would just be so exciting. Talking about new things, he did then perform Medicine. And we're going to get into Medicine and Anna later. But just, like, going in order of the set list, Medicine comes after just a little bit of your heart. Um, and then Meet Me in the Hallway. And then uh, we talked about the B stage earlier, about Sweet Creature and If I Could Fly. Are there, like, what other songs would you have said should have been on the B stage? Like, Just a Little Bit of Your Heart, I think mm. it would fit it pretty well. I feel like Two Ghosts would fit it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It would be great. And, like, I, I, I don't get it. Why he plays Just a Little Bit of Your Heart and then Medicine, and then he <laughs> comes back to, to slower songs and 
plays Meet Me in the Hallway. Like, I get it. Meet Me in the Hallway fits perfectly. Like, the uh, he's walking to the B stage. Like, mm-hmm. this version, uh, prolonged version, is, is great. But, like, uh, you almost cried during just a little bit of your heart. Uh, <laughs> then you got totally hyped up by medicine. And now he expects us to, like, calm down again. And, like... <laughs> It feels like medicine should go, like, near Anna and, like, what makes you beautiful? Or, like, near, like, Stockholm Syndrome or something. It's kind of smack in the middle of some, like, slow songs. Yeah. Like, I get it. He doesn't want us to fall asleep while while he sings, but, like, come on. That's the difference. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too vast. I, I, I can't keep up. I want some consistency. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because usually there's at least two songs that sort of go together, but Medicine's kind of just like a jammy rock song and kind of smack in the middle of that, so. Okay, so then, yeah, so then we have the B stage, and then we go to Anna, and What Makes You Beautiful, I feel like those fit together well. Um, Yeah. And then Sign of the Times, and then, um, and I feel like if I'm correct about Sign of the Times, like, that, like, ends the show sort of and then he comes back with like the encore and i feel like that's smart because sign of the times is like one of his biggest songs obviously and like that used to end the show end the show um but then you know since like kiwi has just become like (laughs) the fan song like obviously that was a smart move for him to move that to the end um so it's good to have like sign of the times do the fake ending and then he comes back on from the dining table um, I always find it strange that he does such, like, a slow song from the dining table during the encore. Like, it's a very, like, it's super, like, I feel like encores are more, like, intense, but he plays a very slow song. We have The Chain, which he covered last time on tour. How do you feel about him covering the same song? Would you have rather him do a different one or just, like, keep The Chain? Both. Let's keep <laughs> The Chain and play something different. Like after that or before that, mm-hmm. uh, I love the chain live. Yeah, it, it was really great. I uh, I I would like everyone to have uh, the, the uh, have a chance to to listen to it live, because mm-hmm. it was really amazing. Everyone was getting crazy, uh, and it's great. But he could like change it for something. Uh, something similar in, in like in the same vein but mm-hmm. but Edge of 17 he could sing that one for example yeah yeah there's just so many songs there's so many songs he should cover so like yeah. i love the chain i love that cover i think he like sings it so well um but like it would also be cool to get like more versions of different cover of artists that he like really admires you know yeah I recently, uh, for for the last couple of months, I'm just listening to new songs, and I'm like, "Yep, Harry should cover that. <laughs> uh, this this song should be covered by Niall, but mostly it's it's Harry. I, I yeah. like that one fits him per- fits uh, his uh, style perfectly. Why won't he do that? Yeah. Um, uh, How so great like, would it be? If I, just, I have like... a whole list for him, so. Oh. You should, like, post it on Twitter or something so I can see all of them. I will. I feel like there's just so many songs he should cover. Like, 
And, like, we've seen him cover, like, old songs and then, like, also, like, Kanye West and, like, Rihanna and, like, pop, like, current pop music, like, R&B. Like, he can sing, like, a whole bunch of different things. Like, there's just, like, and he makes it his own every time, which is cool. Uh, he's a talented man. What can, what can we say? He really, really is. Um, and then, of course, it ends on Kiwi, as I said, and that's pretty cool. Um, although I feel like everyone, well, not everyone, but like that first night he just played Kiwi once at the end. Um, and like in the past, like on the past tour, he'd been singing it twice when fans demanded it a second time. Like it became a thing that he often would play it twice. Um, and it seemed like that first night of tour, it was like, it almost like seems like he left the stage kind of abruptly. And then, because often when he leaves the stage, he, like, blows kisses and runs around and, like, says goodbye to all the sections. Um, but he kind of just left. And I was like, okay, I hope fans, like, scream for him to play Kiwi again so he comes back on. But, like, the lights came on and I was like, oh, I guess that's it. Like, I was expecting, like, something else to happen where he'd come back on or something. I don't know. Did you did you expect that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be... Good, but he did the same thing uh, uh, at my concert. Like he played the sign of the times, and he just left. <laughs> really? And he never, never came back. Never, never, uh, never played Kiwi again. Aww. Which was a shame, but like we got it one time. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not bitter <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, who? Yeah. Me? Never. <laughs> I wonder if he'll play it twice at all or if he's like, no, nah, I'm done with that. Like, because once he does it once, you know everyone's going to demand it every single time. Yeah. So it's like he can't, if he does it the first time, then he's going to have to do it multiple other times. But I feel like if fans beg enough, we could probably force him to come back out. <laughs> like, Hope we can so. do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll happen. We'll have to see. And then it's just, uh, and then it'll just keep happening, perhaps. Because, like, Kiwi twice, it was just the best. It happened both nights when I went to London, when I saw him in London, and that was great. Um, Okay, let me look at these notes that I've written. I feel like we covered a lot of it. Um, Do you like the version of If I Could Fly? Like, what do you think of, I mean, we sort of talked about it at the beginning of the show, but it's been so long now. Um, Like, do you like, like, I feel like he changes the notes in it and, like, sort of makes it his own. And, like, I feel like it just sounds really good. And then, of course, with the fans all singing along, um, I feel like it just sounds really nice and together. And, like, I feel like always when he sings something from One Direction, whether it's What Makes You Beautiful or Stockholm Syndrome or If I Could Fly, it's like we all, like, collect collectively like come together as a family and we sort of remember where we came from and it's this like emotional moment where everyone starts singing louder because it's like oh my god this is like one of the old songs type of moment you know yeah 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 exactly i i love it like i'm a sucker for a made in the am like every any song you, you you play to me i i will cry and i will love it and yeah the sense of community uh, during this song is 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Like like what you've said, everyone mm-hmm. comes together and and feel like a family. Yeah, so sweet. it's so nice and hearing all the fans sing, it's just really pretty. Oh. Despite our voices not being as great as Harry's. 
Um, so what, what songs do you think are missing on his? Like, what songs... I mean, we have multiple unreleased songs that we know of that he didn't play. Like, Baby Honey. Is that what it's called? Baby Honey? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Complicated yeah, Freak. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, there's, like, Olivia. That was sort of his song. Um, there's Walking in the Wind. There's Happily... There's where do broken hearts go? Like, what songs do you think he like should add or replace or whatever? Um, he could do temporary fix, I think. Mm, yeah. Or wolves. Um, or wolves, you said. Or wolves, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, maybe that. And perfect because like it's it's one of my favorites from my day in the AM. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very symbolic to me, uh-huh. uh, important in my life, so I would like that. I would really love to hear his other unreleased songs. Now that we've heard Anna and Medicine, it's like, and again, we're going to talk about them in a second, but oh my god, they were so good that it's like, yes, you need to give me the other unreleased <laughs> songs. Like, clearly they were all amazing, and like, why weren't they all on the album? Like, oh my god, Harold. So I'm like just I kind of I'm glad we've gotten two now but like I'm kind of hoping you know maybe like sometime during the summer he brings out the other ones so like we spread it out you know so like maybe like in June we get a couple new songs like he starts playing like he switches them out and starts playing like Complicated Freak or Baby Honey. <laughs> complicated <laughs> Freak is like the funniest name to me. <laughs> it it sounds like it. He could sound like very pretentious. Like, look at yeah. I'm so complicated. I'm so <laughs> edgy. And like, yeah. um, it sounds like very I don't know emo. how it would came out. Yeah, but Baby Honey, I'm very excited. I yeah. want this for Baby Honey. I want Baby Honey right now. I know it sounds so good it just like sounds like it'll be like such a wholesome love song like oh I don't know I I feel like I can just feel a really like catchy chorus for baby honey like something like just really like catchy and good and I don't know I want it please give it to me Uh... Um, yeah, so I feel like, I mean, I really, I like, lo- I, I really like the songs he's doing. I mean, obviously I would, like, want him to do more songs. I feel like that's what, those are my, like, complaints, is that it's like, I want more. He, he But he sang 17 songs, which is, um, quite good. He, ha- he how many did he add since last time? Uh, three, right? He added yeah, three more so. songs? So yeah. that's pretty good. But still he could add more. Yep. I mean, One Direction would do, like, 21, so, you know, he's got room to add more. Um, But, of course, he's just one guy versus, like, when there was five of them. It's probably less, like, intense on your vocals to do, like, uh, you know, when you're you're just, like, part of a group versus, like, doing it all yourself, you know? Yeah. But still. (laughs) But still. Yeah. I just, like, I'm excited to see if he'll change it up as he goes because often artists will do that and like change change it so i'm excited but i'm i'm so happy like it was just so exciting to like be a part of that night when we are finding out like the new songs and the new set list and like just to be so overwhelmed with how much like all the new stuff was how great it was was really just it made me happy like it could have been such a letdown like imagine if he'd just done the entire same thing as last time 
or like not performed any unreleased songs, I feel like we would have been like, oh, okay. Um, but like he did perform them. So it just made it really exciting. Yeah. So moving on to the part we've all been waiting for, which is the new songs. Um, now I feel like I'm going to do in-depth song discussions about them. Like, I feel like each of them warrants like an in-depth song discussion, but I still want to talk about them. Like, just because I feel like we need to talk about them, you know, even though it's not going to be an in-depth song discussion, it's still something we need to talk about because they're new songs and they're amazing. So let's start off with Anna. And, and also Anna featuring a little section of George Michael's song Faith as well. Um, what are your thoughts on this song? Uh, I mean, I haven't really put much, much attention uh, to this song because uh, after we heard Medicine, I was completely blown away. And oh. like, I couldn't really focus on Anna, but uh, <laughs> I've been listening to it uh, like today and it's stuck in my head like permanently. Yeah. Uh, so it's great. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I so know catchy. that's how it literally it is so catchy like I the same same thing that happened to me like I heard medicine it was like oh my god I just like need to listen to this song a million times and like I have emotions and oh my gosh <laughs> um but I downloaded like both mp3s oh and I want to say again if you guys don't follow me on twitter um on twitter I have posted the mp3s to both Anna and to um medicine along with a ton of other covers that harry's done including landslide leather and lace uh, girl crush i mean just every cover he's done like as a solo artist just a little bit of your heart the chain it's all there um plus all of his abbey road performances are also like the live abbey road performances are um on mp3s and the link is just like scroll down on the twitter and you'll find it um and you can download all those and get them onto your iPod. And I also tweeted pictures and instructions on how to get them into your Apple iTunes, like, music library. Um, but, yeah, do that. And also, like, I, I try to make them versions where they, like, fade in and out nicely. And I sort of, like, edit them a bit in, um, uh, like, on my edit sound editing tool to try to, like, make them the best quality they can be. I mean, they're not... They're not great by any means, but, um, yeah. So if you want those, go, go check them and go get them out. Go, get, go check them out and get them and download them so that you can enjoy them and listen to them. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, so I like listen to medicine a whole bunch, but because I downloaded Anna, I kept listening to that one too. And I was like, this song is also excellent. Like, I feel like everyone's attention was on medicine because like, there was just so much to talk about like the lyrics and like it being super sexy and very like oh my god like harry wrote this song and ah how controversial um, i know exactly but like so uh, so anna didn't get as much attention but anna is also such a good song like i want to like give it the props because i feel like both anna and medicine just to me show me what a great songwriter Harry is not in terms I'm not talking about in terms of like you know beautiful poetic lyrics but just in terms of like the music and the catchiness and like the upbeat and like sing along like 
Anna, I feel like, represents that so well. Like, it's so catchy and, like, so, like, dance and sing and you just, like, get it in your head immediately. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, Carolina in terms of that. Also, like, in terms of the meaning of the song. Um, where he talks, like, there's uh, the little part where he's like, hope you never hear this and I hope... But, like, and know that it's for you. I don't know what to tell you if you ask me for the truth. Like, uh, that part reminds me so much about Carolina where it's, like, um, talking about someone, like, you know, he's, like, sort of breaking the fourth wall and he's, like, talking to the person who the song's about and, like, hoping that they don't know or, you know, they just found out or whatever. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And I think like maybe that's a reason why it wasn't on the album because they're, they're quite similar. Like they're both names and they have similar like themes. Um, and then also the sound of the beginning of Anna really reminded me of the sound of Walking in the Wind, but kind of like a rockier version of it. Um, and I, I tweeted a post where I played like one and then the other and then one and then the other. So you can like hear the similar sort of intro sounds to them. Um, and then Sophie on Twitter said, yes, they're both wonderful Sonic grandbabies of Paul Simon songs, me and Julio down by the schoolyard and the coast, which I thought was interesting. So thank you, Sophie, for that snippet of information um, that like I wasn't like, you know, it made sense that I was hearing similarities between Walking in the Wind and Anna. And then they both sort of sound like these other songs by Paul Simon, which is cool. Um, yeah. Do you see, like, those similarities between Carolina and Anna or Walking in the Wind and Anna? Yeah, I, I definitely can can see those and hear those, yeah. Uh, after you, especially after you put that clip on Twitter, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense, yeah. Um, um, they, maybe, maybe that's why he didn't put, put this on the album, but yeah. it, it is a shame. I'm still hoping yeah. he will release like an EP with it with those four songs or, or. It would be really great if he did. Like yeah. they they I mean they do it every single night. Just like you know one night during soundcheck, just record the damn thing. <laughs> like, like exactly. <laughs> they probably have it already somewhere. So like, yeah. put it in the CD and send it to us. Like that's not that often. Or I like. Know. He can do. He could do a, a, a deluxe edition of of uh, of his uh, uh, debut album. Like the anniversary is coming up. Uh, yeah. It's a great opportunity to release some new songs. I'm just <gasps> saying. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh! I hope he does something on the anniversary. Man, that would be very exciting. Yeah, because mm. like this one is just so so good. Like I really really love it, and I have like the version with you know the one that that like was recorded from like fans but it's not going to sound nearly as good as a studio version um so we can hope that one day we'll get it um and then what there's this little interlude of the song faith um by george michael which i really like i think it fits so well what do you think of it like in the middle there i didn't even notice it because like i'm not a huge uh George Michael fans, so I, I didn't know that, so it, it went smooth, smoothly. It sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Fits yeah. pretty well with all this. It really, really does. Like, 
And he just sings the lines, well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. But he then he, like, repeats if I could touch your body, like, a lot of times. And, like, I want him to, like, I almost want him to, like, he repeats it a number of times, but I feel like it deserves him to, like, repeat it and then start, like, going, if I could touch your body, if I could touch your body, and, like, scream it almost. Like, I don't know. I feel like it should be, like, <laughs> leading up to that. Like, I want to hear him do it before he goes back into the chorus. But it, all, it like, almost hits it for me, and then he, like, doesn't, like, scream it one more time. Um, but I, I, like, love that. I love that he's, like, paying tribute to, like, George Michael and... Um, I didn't know it was his song, but I know the song. Like, I know those words. And then, like, you know, um, finding out that it was George Michael's song, Faith, was really cool. Um, again, like, I don't really know George Michael's music too much, but I did know this song. It's always, like, interesting finding out, like, popular songs are, like, by certain artists. You're like, oh, I didn't know they wrote it, or I didn't know that was theirs originally. Because um, often you just like, <laughs> hear them or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what else do we have to say about Anna? I don't know. My uh, my friend uh, who will be listening to the to this episode for sure. She doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast, but she will listen to me talking. So hi Anastasia. Uh, said said that uh, Anna uh, gives her Simon Garfunkel vibe. Oh yeah, uh, Lola. Uh, which is a song from The Kings, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, I, I, I I have no idea. I, this is not my my preferred genre. I don't know the <laughs> song. I don't listen to Simon Garfunkel, so I have no idea. I've listened to like a number of Simon and Garfunkel, but I don't like. I know, I know like just a couple of their like f- more famous songs. I guess I know the one the one that's like. Like that one. <laughs> I like that one. That kind of reminds me of Anna. <laughs> uh, and then like I know like uh, like the water under the bridge one and stone something. <laughs> I know a couple but I don't know like their music that much. And then I don't know what you just said kings or something. I don't know them. Um, well, I don't know them either. <laughs> But maybe some of the listeners know and can can uh, voice their opinions. Yeah, so. yeah, let us know, because it's always cool to see where, like, songs get their inspiration or, like, similarities you hear. So I'm definitely not, like, a connoisseur in, like, music where I can just be like, oh, this is this person, like, style, you know? Um, yeah. No, I just love, I feel like the lyrics of, like, the lyrics, I don't want your sympathy, but you don't know what you do to me, oh, Anna. Every time I see your face, there's only so much I can take, <laughs> oh, Anna. It's, like, super dramatic, but super, like, relatable. It almost reminds me of Taylor Swift's song, Gorgeous. Like, not musically or whatever, but, like, you know, in Gorgeous, she's like, oh, my God, he's so gorgeous, I can't even look at him, like... I can't handle it. And this is like <laughs> Harry saying similar things. Like every time I see your face, there's only so much I can take. Like it's not it's not like lyrically like, oh my god, this is so poetic, but it's just kind of like, you know, it's like an emotion that I feel like we can all connect to where it's just like you like like someone so much you just can't even look at them. It's like, oh <laughs> you know, you like feel that heartstring pull of like, oh my god. Um, yeah. So I just I I just love the dramatics of it and like this sort of blatantness where it's not trying to be fancy. It's just sort of blatantly saying like 
every time I see your face, there's only so much I can take. I don't know. I love that about it. Yeah, it's so dramatic, but it's not too dramatic. And it, he's not blaming like the other person for his yeah. suffering. It's, it's, exactly. it's good. Like, and it's just so catchy and fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, what a good song. Like, yeah. man, I feel like we all need to like give more attention to Anna for sure. Because sure. like, it is so catchy and so fun and just definitely like makes me be like um where are his other unreleased songs because this one's amazing yeah like come on harry uh, i was listening to it before and i like it mm, i think it would be pretty great for a uh, great song for like opening credits of for a uh, road trip movie or like uh, some <gasps> yes something uh, set in high school like the uh, you can, I can really see see it like uh, the car with the uh, main main character comes uh, through the through the uh, no no through the screen across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, like there's uh, the shot of of high school and like the people going. It's the first day of school and yeah, it gives me that vibe. Yeah, it, I, awesome. it totally should be. I I feel like that would fit so well, especially because it's like that. That, like, what we were saying, the dramaticness. It definitely feels like it could fit in, like, a high school, like, teen movie type thing. Like, Disney Channel movie or something. Yeah. Like, it would be really fun. I love how Harry, like, this is Harry's third song now, too, that's a name. Like, we've had Olivia and then Carolina and then now Anna. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it's so cool that that's something he, he seems to do a lot, like, in his songwriting is, like, have a name. And, like, we don't know freaking who the hell Anna is or what Anna is. Is it even a person? Is it emotion? I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, I just, I think that's cool that he's, I, I really like this whole like using names in songs. I think it like, it makes it really personal. Even if, even if like, you know, somehow it just like makes it seem more personal and intimate and like you're able to connect with it, even though like you don't necessarily have an Anna in your life or like know any Anna or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just more about like, it makes it like a specific the specificity makes you connect with it like in an emotional way i think which is cool yeah I like um, it. what was really annoying was seeing all the flipping news sites being like oh one direction fans started rushing to figure out who anna was and i'm like you none of us cared <laughs> like we were we were trying to figure out where the goddamn freaking studio version was that's what we cared about like we just wanted the studio version. But, yeah. Yes, obviously. They will always make it out to be something like that, which is frustrating. Especially when they blame it on fans, when really you just know they're trying to talk about it. And it's like, don't say that fans were trying to figure this out. Like, no one cared. Exactly. Like, gosh. Like, have you ever been to an English class? Uh, do you know that we should separate the uh, uh, the art from the artist? Like the uh, the person talking in the uh, in the song isn't necessarily the person who wrote it. Like, exactly. Where have exactly. you been? That is so true. Like, not everyone writes about themselves. I've written tons of poems that like have nothing to do with my life but like I write about them and I have to like sometimes be like like I would hand in poems and like I remember like getting feedback and people would be like are you all right and I'm like <laughs> like 
like, obviously that's important and like people cared, but so I'd have to start marking it and be like, don't worry, this isn't about me or like, this isn't like whatever. So that people wouldn't like connect it so that you were like writing from your own. I mean, often we write from per- per- personal experience and somehow like it gets mixed in, but you're not always the protagonist of a song or protagonist of a story. You know, it's not always like personal, you know. Exactly. So, like we take we some just... parts of ourselves, but not not our en- entire personality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, all right. Do you have any last thoughts about Anna before we move on to medicine? No, I think I've said it all. I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. So good. Give us the studio versions, Harry, please. Um, all right, so medicine, the the even more moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so many thoughts on this. Um, I feel like this like is like the new Kiwi. I feel like the entire fandom has just like latched onto this song and like loved it yeah. immediately. Like I've seen people even saying things like, "Why was ever since New York on the album when you had a song like medicine?" <laughs> I know, but. But wasn't it, wasn't it, um, who was it on Twitter, uh, that said, um, like, I've been seeing people say, oh, switch the song, switch this song, but then they were like, I've seen albums that have 13 songs, like, he could have just added them rather than switching them around, you know? Yeah, that was my friend, I retweeted that. Yeah, yeah. That was Anastasia, so, yeah. Like, we, we, 10 is a great number, but, like... 12 is also amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, he can do whatever he wants. Want, yeah. So, yeah. He could have added some more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's so funny. I feel like everyone just really latched onto this song immediately and everyone's been talking about it. And tonight he actually said, um, I wrote the song two years ago at the very beginning of making my album. So that was like, one uh medicine was one of the first songs he wrote which is interesting um i don't know when that means he wrote it because i guess he started writing for the album more in february and then he stopped for dunkirk and then he went to jamaica in like july and august or whatever um or august and september whenever it was um so this was like more at the beginning when he was first writing but it's interesting because i feel like a lot of the songs he wrote later like are similar to this or like got inspiration from this like kiwi where it's you know a similar rock vibe where he was already thinking you know even before he wrote kiwi that he wanted to write a song like this you know yeah and like similar very sexual lyrics and like you know ditch not ditch like the more innocent one direction didn't have innocent lyrics but they were a lot more tame medicine is probably the most raunchy song harry's done (laughs) like it's pretty out there i don't think there's many like non-sexy interpretations Uh, of this song (laughs) i I don't think wrong yeah but i guess i guess like what's just like what are your thoughts just like your initial thoughts like what 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 are your thoughts on the song, I guess? Um, 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 what are my thoughts? This is, <laughs> there are so many thoughts. Ah, <laughs> that's my initial <laughs> thought. <laughs> oh my God. It's so great. The, the music is amazing. It's, yep. wow. Like, why haven't we heard this earlier? Like, yeah. 
this is Kiwi level. We 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 deserve this. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's pretty sexy. I was uh, at the beginning. I was uh, a little bit hesitant because of the uh, lyrics about um, about using alcohol. I'm Mm-hmm. iffy about that all that comparison yeah. to, to like uh, all those addictive how do you say that drugs uh, substances yeah, yeah drugs so uh, but i i think it's it's okay yeah i de- i definitely had those thoughts too because like that's like in meet me in the hallway which we haven't done a song discussion on but i think i might be doing one soon um where it like tries to compare love to like you know addiction to drugs, which is like not great, <laughs> like, and that's I, what he's sort of doing here. But that that line in "Meet Me in the Hallway" is so clever because it's uh, the uh, give me some morphine in the yeah. first uh, first verse, and like in the second, it's give me some more, and you want yeah. to sing morphine, and and he he takes it away, and it's yeah, I like it because it's clever. But again, with those drugs, mm, not yeah. that great, not great. Not great, Harold. Um, but yeah, I, I I know that's like, uh, you always have to take these so- like, there's always something that you're like, oh, well, there's this part that's wrong, but it's also a great song. <laughs> like Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what, what else was I gonna say? Um, I just like, yeah, like you said, musically, it is so good. It's so catchy. Just like Anna, I feel like, um, it's good in that way. I love the way it sounds, like the way, you know, when he's sort of, his voice, like he makes it a little bit like wobbly and like dizzy sounding, which like fits the lyrics that he's singing about. Like uh, comparing it to something like Niall's album where it's very um, like polished and a lot of the a lot of like the lyrics and in the verses sound very similar. Like the the tone, like the melodies sound similar. I feel like Harry really mix it, mixes it up um, and like drags out his voice in interesting ways in this song. And those falsettos. Um, yeah, like, exactly. Like where he like goes, ooh. Like it just uh, like fits you, really you f- nicely. You feel dizzy. When yeah. It's, it reflects the lyrics pretty well. Exactly. And then also he's like wobbling around on stage, like dancing like and that fits it too (laughs) like yeah I just and it's so interesting because like if I thought about this one being on the album it would be I mean it fits very much with like the Rocky like Only Angel and Kiwi um but like I wonder what would have been you know Kiwi became like the big song that everyone was obsessed with but if Medicine was on there as well I wonder like how that would have been split or like if people yeah. would have liked like one or the other better, or which would have become the big Kiwi song, I wonder because like medicine is also up there. Like it seems yeah. like it's gonna be a fan favorite, you know? Hmm. Yeah. There would be a, a a small fun wars, I I think. Like <laughs> what is better? Kiwi or medicine? No, yeah. Kiwi's better. No medicine is better, like <laughs> calm down. This is this is this is all great that 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 we got this separated. I think, after yeah. all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so 
let, let's talk about some of these lyrics. I mean, it's so annoying because I want to do a full lyrical analysis, but like, I want to save that for a whole episode. But like, let me just talk about some of these freaking sexy, dirty lyrics. <laughs> like, <laughs> first of all, here to take my medicine, take my medicine, treat you like a gentleman, give me that adrenaline, that adrenaline. Uh, what else? Rest it on your fingertips, up to your mouth, feeling it out, feeling it oh! out. <laughs> and then, this one's the best. You got the salt, and I got me an appetite. Now I can taste it. Like, he, like, I, I just, like, I love the way he sings this. Like, I got me an appetite. You can just, like, feel his, like, hunger. Like, it is, like, intense, man. Like, and yeah. the salt... I, I just, I would love to, I would love to have someone try to interpret this song in a clean way. Oh like, my god. I just, it's like, oh, he's got an appetite for food. He wants to go out to dinner. Like, <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, tingle running through my bones, finger to my toes, tingle running through my bones. Like, it's all, there's just so many different things that like the imagery it creates is very good like he i love like this whole like take my medicine and like mixing it with like the appetite and the sex and all this i feel like it goes really well besides the sort of as we said like the you know overdosing on alcohol and substance abuse and whatnot uh that's sort of like the negative angle to it but i don't think like medicine medicine isn't necessarily like you know, an addictive drug. Medicine can be like, you know, vitamins or like your daily cold medicine or like daily vitamins or like cold medicine or whatever. It's like, I feel like that's fine. But sort of like the, as you were saying, like the, um, the angle of it that's like more negative isn't great. But I do really like this like comparison of like medicine and sex and like hunger for it. And just, like, his descriptions, like, tingles running through my bones, and, um, I don't know. Everything is very descriptive. And I kind of like that he's just being blatant about it. This reminds me of how he said, like, when he was going to write his solo album, he said, I'm going to write about what I want to write about, and I'm not going to let anything sort of hold me back. And I feel like this is an example where he's, like, they didn't really write that much about like sex in One Direction uh, besides like no control maybe and there was like a couple others that like alluded to sex um, but like this one is very sort of in your face about it and yeah. I really like that he's done that you know and he's like didn't care and I think it's cool because not there's not I mean a lot of songs talk about sex but this is very sex positive I think that's what I like about it is that it's sex positive and it doesn't feel demeaning to anyone in the song. A lot of songs that are about sex make, you know, one partner seem like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like demeaning, especially to women in a lot of songs where it doesn't feel like they're equal partners in it. But this one, it doesn't seem that way at all. It almost reminds me of a lot of Zayn's music where he talked very blatantly about sex in some of his songs, but it was in a way that I thought was good and okay, you know? I think there's ways to talk about sex in songs um, that, like, is okay and good and, like, not done in a way that, like, makes um, someone 
like feel like like they're talking about them in a gross or used way you know I feel like so much of it also is because um it's him like giving the pleasure versus like him telling someone else to give him pleasure so it's like he's being the one to do that so I feel like in that way too it's like I don't know it seems more balanced and equal and unlike other songs where it's like you know, the person singing, telling someone else to make them feel good, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay. Any of the lines that I talked about already that you have thoughts on? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. So then, okay. So this is, like, the biggest stuff that people are talking about. Um, the lines where he sings, okay, now, now we don't officially have the lyrics, so it's kind of hard to tell what he's saying, but, um, it was hardest to tell the first night, um, he sung it, because it sounded like poison in pills, <laughs> um, or, like, that's what people interpreted it as, some people, like, thought it was other things, um, but, uh, I think it's pretty clear what he's saying. On the versions I've heard since the first night, I feel like I hear something quite definitive, um, what I hear personally is the boys and the girls are here. I mess around with them and I'm okay with it. That's what I hear. I know some people, I feel like a lot of us all hear the boys and the girls are here and then I mess around with him versus them. I personally hear them, but I, I think a lot of people hear him as well. Um, but I, I don't think them versus him really changes like the meaning much there. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, so this to me okay i have lots of things to say and i want to say this like in an appropriate way to like cover all the bases so i wrote a lot of notes um but i feel like these lyrics have been getting the most attention from both like the fandom and the public um and yeah, so, like, again, we can only go off what we hear. We don't have the official lyrics. It would be great to have a studio version or for um, the official lyrics to be, like, put up online, like, onto Genius. Sometimes, like, Genius will confirm that, like, these are the official lyrics sent by, like, Harry's team or something. Um, but, yeah, wait, what lyrics do you hear? Like, what what are your interpret? What Which ones are you hearing? Um... Definitely the boys and the girls are here. That's that's the certain part. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't have a doubt about that. But sometimes I hear I mess around with him. But like uh, the first two nights I, I've heard them, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, either way, it like still conveys the same meaning. Um, but it would just it would be nice to have like the like uh, official version of the lyrics, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, and then also... I also wanted to say, as we said earlier, um, like songwriters can write from different perspectives other than themselves. So it doesn't always mean like someone's writing from their own perspective. Um, so like in this conversation, let us also be clear about that. Um, like you can write from a different person's perspective. Um, and we, we don't actually know what the songwriter is thinking or feeling. And we can't know that unless they tell that, tell that to us. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that needs to be said, too, as we go into this conversation. Um, but I feel like that doesn't mean that people can't interpret the lyrics for themselves, 
like, in whatever they, way they want. They can't interpret the, the lyrics for what Harry's thinking. That's not, you can't, you can't know what the artist is thinking and feeling. But, like, you can interpret the lyrics how you want um, and, like, how you feel them, I guess. And, like, the way that I interpret these lyrics is, you know, the, the like, protagonist of the song <laughs> is saying, um, the boys and the girls are here, I mess around with them, i.e., like, uh, to me, I mess around with them means, like, I hook up with them. And I'm okay with it, meaning, like, the protagonist doesn't really care that he's hooking up with, you know, boys and girls and messing around with them, and he's okay with it, I guess. That's how I take those lyrics. Um, but that's, like, my interpretation of them. Is that similar to, to what you interpret them as? Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah, it's... It's great to to, to, to have a, um, a person. I'm not saying uh, Harry is, is necessarily like uh, any of the... He doesn't have to like um, label himself, but uh, he expresses that uh, in a positive way that you can experiment, that you can be curious, and I love that. Yeah, I, I really, like it's so... It's so positive and like I especially I love the line and I'm okay with it. I think that's so powerful because it's not just saying like I mess around with them and like I like I'm ashamed or whatever. He's saying I mess around with them and like I'm okay with it. Like that's who I am. Not not necessarily Harry, but whoever's singing in this song is like, you know, portraying this um that it's okay to mess around and as you said be curious and be queer you know that's okay and like and the person who's singing is proud of it like i'm okay with this like this is fine like i'm singing this and i'm fine and like i'm happy that i'm messing around with boys and girls and it's all good like i love that yeah um and then I, I wanted to say that, like, I've just seen so many people on Twitter talking about these lines. Um, and, like, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is, like, a bi anthem, like, bisexual anthem, like, um, whatever. And, and then some other people are kind of like, no, don't say that. And, like, I think that if queer people want to say that this is, like, their queer anthem or their bi anthem, like you know there's every right to that like you can interpret yeah. songs the way you want and you can be empowered by songs the way you want and by no means does it mean that calling you know if you're calling a song you're by anthem that doesn't mean that harry's by that doesn't mean you're saying that harry's by but to you that's what the song means to you and you can be empowered by a song and you can feel moved um and i think especially because there's not that there's not that much music that is popular and openly queer and this song to me is openly queer and uh to have a song from harry be a song that is queer is really amazing and if it you know is empowering to people it's a positive thing and you can't shut people down for that i think Exactly. It's important to have this type of message in in modern music. Like we need this, and yeah. 
art can be interpreted uh, however we want. There's no, not one interpretation. Like everyone mm-hmm. can have their own, and like the fact, exactly like you've said, the fact that uh, some people had treated as uh, their anthem doesn't mean that uh, Harry is necessarily uh, in the same group. Like he's he doesn't have to necessarily be bi or pan mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing about this that I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, this proves Harry's bisexual. And it's no, like... It's not. It's like, what? Like, first of all, Harry said he doesn't... He, he, he said, I don't feel the need to label my sexuality. He has said that. Um, but secondly, I feel like... I don't know if it's because people don't know that much about sexuality or they're limited in their understanding, but it, there's not three sexualities. It's not that there's straight, bi, and gay. Those aren't the three sexualities. There's so... Sexuality is such... This is what I'm saying. I tweeted this and then ended up deleting it because I wanted to talk about it more. But, like, sexuality is can be so fluid. It can be so dynamic, so different from so many people. And often, like, we'll put labels on sexuality so that it's, like, easier to talk about. And, like, you know, it, it can be something that makes someone feel really confident to have a label or to feel like a part of a community or to understand themselves and help others understand them or that's how they feel. Um, but that doesn't mean that the labels, like... Are, I mean, labels can be dynamic in and of themselves, you know? Bisexual doesn't necessarily mean what it meant, you know, 40 years ago, 20 years ago. It means so many different things, and it means something different to every person. Um, and I, I just sort of made a list of other labels that people label their sexuality that isn't gay, straight, or bisexual. Um, what did I put? I put queer, pansexual, sexually fluid, bi, lesbian, gay, homosexual, heterosexual, straight, mostly straight, mostly gay, no labels needed. Like there's so many different sexualities and it's kind of, it's disappointing for me to see, uh, you know, a song where, where someone says the boys and the girls are here. I mess around with them. And immediately people go, oh, Harry must be bi. When you're kind of completely taking away you know first of all what he's actually said about his sexuality but also like putting a label on him that you don't get to decide you don't get to decide that he's bisexual just because he sang this song uh first of all you know as we said like we we don't know his interpretation of the song we only know what we can take from it um but like second of all don't put a label on him when there's so many other labels for sexuality that you couldn't possibly know how he identifies like you don't know that he identifies as even whoever it is you don't know just because they say the boys and the girls like you don't know that means they're bisexual like you have to respect other people and how they label or don't label themselves so i feel like i don't know i i just like i've been kind of disappointed seeing both like fans and news sites being like oh the only The only explanation is that he's bi. It's like people can like more than one gender and still not be bi, you know? There's just like many different sexualities and it's not just like bi is the only option. So yeah, that's kind of been disappointing to see people trying to label him and like figure out what he is. And it's like, 
you don't get to decide that for him, actually. Yeah. Let the boy live. Yeah. It's exactly. his life. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like there's just been so much attention on this. And, like, people people always do this with Harry where they're trying to, like, dissect his sexuality. And it's just, like, it's like you're putting him under a microscope as if he's, like, a specimen. And it's, like, uh, that's not your job. That's not, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. Like, let him live his life and enjoy his music because we have such a privilege of getting to hear it because he makes such beautiful art. And, like, why aren't we talking more about how what an amazing song it is rather than, like, what does this mean about his personal sexuality? Or, in general, as we talked about earlier, celebrating that this song is so positive about non-heterosexual relationships or hookups or whatever. It's so positive about it. And that effect, that positivity, is so separate from Harry's own personal life that we don't have any right to. You know, it's it's an empowering song. It is supportive of the LGBTQ plus community. It is empowering to so many fans. And, you know, that is separate from the songwriter. That is separate from Harry's personal life. In and of itself, it's an awesome song that talks about awesome things and can be moving and powerful. And it's just a great song in general and such a jam. And I feel like that's what we should be focusing on. We don't need to go into his personal life. We don't need to like start labeling him, but it's just really awesome that he's like singing and representing queerness in general. And that's awesome. And it's an amazing song in general. So I feel like there's other things we can talk about besides like trying to dissect Harry and label Harry because that's just not necessary. Exactly. Yeah. I also think that um, specifically, I like that this song is talking about non-heterosex, uh, non-heterosexual sexual relationships, because I think um, that's important to know as well. It's not just about, you know, singing about um, like, oh, a lovey-dovey relationship and making it okay for you know, talking about it being okay for uh, LGBTQ plus people to be in relationships and that's the only way it can be. You must be in a relationship and that makes it okay. But rather, he's talking more about the sexual side of things and that, uh, you know, hookups are okay for people who are, like, not straight. Like, hooking up sex. It's talking about, um, you know, non-heterosexual sex which I think is something maybe even more not talked about, especially like hookup and whatever, experimentation, as Kesha said earlier. Um, it's not just saying like, oh, it's okay to, you know, be in a steady relationship. It's saying like, it's okay to like have sex too. It's like sex positive and it's queer sex positive, which is another thing that I think is so awesome about this song. And another reason I think the fandoms really latched onto it because a lot of times... Um, we don't talk about sex that's anything other than heterosexual sex. I mean, you look at, you know, um, sex education in school, and it's almost always heterosexual sex education, which is really sad. And um, just in general, I don't think it's spoken about enough. And, you know, having, having Harry sing a song that is about 
like sex that's not just heterosexual um, makes it an extra cool song, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's awesome. And I love these lines and I feel like they're so cool and important and they're so powerful. And um, it is such an inspiring song because of that. And like to have someone who's one of your idols singing about a queer relationship or someone who is queer like I think that's awesome and like if like people are inspired by that and want it to be their like bi anthem or queer anthem or pan anthem or whatever the hell like that's amazing and I feel like that's what we should be excited about and also the fact that it's just like an awesome song in general exactly do you have more thoughts on it? (laughs) Um, I think we've said uh, everything already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Oh, also, this was the other line. (laughs) Um, uh, Where is it? Uh, Oh, I had a, I I had a few got drunk on you and now I'm wasted. And when I sleep, I'm going to dream of how you... And clearly, clearly it's tasted, which rhymes with wasted. Um, Again, that just like blatantly, like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to talk about like dreaming about how this person tasted. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, and the fact that like, obviously everyone knows. And now you can start to hear the audience like screaming, tasted, which is great. Like, I'm going to scream that at the top of my lungs, (laughs) like, when I go to the concerts. (laughs) amazing yeah i love it so funny but the I other one love it. the other time he does it it doesn't rhyme so i'm like is he still is it still tasted of the i'm coming down i kind of figured out i figured out i kind of like it and when i sleep i'm gonna dream of how you is it still tasted i keep trying to find a, a word that like rhymes with like it you know I don't know. I don't know. That's why we need the official lyrics somewhere. I know. I need people's interpretations. Come on. But, I mean, tasted could fit too, but tasted. But it fits way better after the wasted. And you'd also think the the fact that he used the words, I figured out I kind of like it. It's not that, like, it almost sounds like he used that too because it fit the rhyme of something else. It's None of those words sound like he purposely needed them there, you know? It's like like it sounds like it's being used because it's for a rhyme but i don't know what the other word is that like would be the blank there i was looking up on rhyme zone to try to like find something but couldn't find anything i have no clue (laughs) so if anyone else has an idea i mean i think people have just been singing tasted twice and maybe that's just what it is but i don't know um so I just want to make sure I said everything right about those uh, those other lyrics. So pretty much what I'm saying is let's celebrate the queerness of the song without labeling Harry and allowing people to be empowered by it and celebrating the song on a whole. <laughs> That's a great song. Guys, let me know. <laughs> let me know if I hit all the points and if you guys have thoughts too because trying to look at it from all the different perspectives and like I mean obviously I'm just speaking from my own 
perspective and Kesha's speaking from hers. Um, but yeah, let me know if you guys have thoughts on this and perhaps I'll read them on the show. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that we have this song and I love that, you know, people have like rallied around it because it talks about, uh, like queer relationships. And I feel like that, um, like fits the fandom really well where, uh, we are a fandom that just like is openly supportive um and harry's openly supportive and it's amazing to have a song like that and just in general a fandom that has a lot of queer people and people who identify as lgbtq plus um that as well and that's you know also a testament to the fact that the fandom and harry are both so openly supportive that it people feel comfortable and in in the fandom and want to stay and attract more people uh, who are LGBTQ+. So yeah, that too. Unfortunately, though, I do have to mention that like there has been a lot of homophobia uh, that I've seen as well um, on Twitter, not from people that I follow, but you know, sometimes someone I follow will respond to something they saw and then I go and see the original tweet. And it definitely shows that despite the support that I often see from the fandom for the LGBTQ plus community, there, you know, it's not perfect by any means. And there's still homophobia and there's so much more we can do and more we need to do um, until we reach, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say until we reach, you know, a place that everyone feels comfortable, um, but, like, there's so much more we, we can do to be open and supporting and that type of thing where, um, even though sometimes it feels like maybe you surround yourself on Twitter or whatever with people who, are not going to say homophobic things or who are very openly supportive of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, it doesn't mean that there aren't people in the fandom who are homophobic and that's very upsetting. And I think some of the responses have been deeply hurtful to a lot of people, people saying things like, you know, now that Harry put out this song, I'm going to stop listening to his music, um, things like that, where it's like, why would you stop listening to his music just because he sings a song where there's, you know, queer sex and queer relationships? Why? I mean, that's so gross. Like, why would you make that decision? But you know what? Honestly, if people feel that way, like, great, get out of the fandom. I don't want you here. I don't need your negative energy and your homophobia. Um, so yeah, I thought that was also important to mention that despite a lot of everyone rallying behind this song and celebrating it, there has been people who have been homophobic about it. Um, and that's very upsetting. And I think that just shows us that we as a fandom need to do better and, you know, push harder to make this place feel even more accepting for people who are LGBTQ+. Like, I feel like that's what we need to do, you know? Um, 
and in general, I think the fandom gets behind this song because it's really sexy sounding in general, and like that's <laughs> fun, I guess. Like Kiwi's the same, and sort of similar as what I was saying earlier about the whole it being a a song about queer sex and it being very sex positive. Um, also, when the fandom sings this song and listens to this song. Um, it's saying it's all right to have sexual desire and sexual feelings and sexual attraction that's separate from romantic relationships or even a part of romantic relations, just sort of like to be sexual in general. And I think a lot of times, especially for, you know, we, we always talk about so much of the fandom is made up of uh, women or non-cis men and often sexual desire is supposed to, you know, cis men are the only ones who are sort of supposed to feel sexual desire and other people it's not appropriate to talk about or, you know, you're supposed to be shameful of it. And when a fandom that's made up of, you know, other genders gets to sing this song and it comes out of their mouth and they're singing it, it's almost as if they can be, it's allowing them to be sexual and it's like being positive about that rather than making someone feel shameful about that. And to have um, like young people singing about that in a positive way, I think that's another reason we latch on to songs like this because it makes sexuality not something to be shameful about. It makes it something to be open about and to talk about and to like have fun with and explore and I feel like that's another reason that we all sort of latch onto songs like this because I mean they're fun and they're great and they're catchy but also they're so like there's such a way to like express your own emotions when you sing them and to feel empowered in whatever way it is whether it's because you're you know you're able to sing about sex and talk about it and not feel shameful about it and be so blatant about it or because of you know, the, the, the queer sex of the song. There's so many, like, reasons people, like, latch on to a song like this. And I don't think it's just because, you know, oh my god, he he he, Harry's singing about oral sex. It's like, there's, there's a deeper layer to it. And I feel like when I dissect this song in full, I want to get into that. And, like, why maybe Kiwi and this are songs that the fandom sort of goes towards in a deeper way than maybe someone might think on, like, an initial sort of skim through of the song. Um, okay, so... Oh, also I wanted to say that despite us not getting these on the album, it's kind of nice that we're getting them now because if we'd gotten on gotten them on the album, we might not have gotten new songs now and we would have to wait for Harry's next album to get new songs. So I like that we have this exciting time you know about a year after Harry's song came, uh, album came out where we're still getting new music even though uh you know even though he's not releasing a second album we still get to have new music so I think that's like the upside of these having not been on the album is that we get to enjoy <laughs> them throughout the year and like have more exciting times and hopefully we'll get studio versions at some point. Hopefully soon, but uh, we hope the same thing with Lyle and On The Loose, and we got it like 
what seven <laughs> months later oh my well. god yep man that was a long wait uh, do you think these could be songs for his second album i know there was that rumor going around but i think it was completely unfounded because uh, <laughs> I, I i don't think he ever said these were on his second album there was just someone who who thought he had said that but he didn't um but do you think these could be like new songs for his second album or no um i hmm i would like them on this uh, on the second album but i think uh he did this before when uh dividing the songs like uh he wouldn't put the old songs like he wrote it uh, wrote those like two years ago and I think he would rather uh, put all the new material on the new album and like uh, don't the wouldn't bother with 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 those those old songs. Yeah, I agree. I feel like like artists would want to like start with the new stuff because it's been so long since he wrote those. And, like your life has changed and you're a different person. Two years is a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, but, like, maybe, as you were saying, like, maybe he'll gift us an EP, like, on the anniversary of his album. Like, I feel like if we rally, if we got a tweet going and he <laughs> saw that, he would do it. Like, maybe I'll tweet after this. Not after this, because then it won't, it won't get as much attention, because it's midnight. <laughs> but, uh, Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not midnight everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah true um i always try to figure out like the best times to tweet things like because now that i'm here versus in the u.s it's like at a different time i feel like 8 p.m like my time here is a good time to tweet things and then i get more more tweets about it it's hard to it's hard yeah. to figure out but maybe we could get a tweet going asking harry to like <laughs> give us studio versions on the uh anniversary of his album to you know, gift it to us as a thank you. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any other thoughts on medicine? Um, no. I just want uh, at least I want the the confirmed lyrics, please. Yeah. But for I can live without real. without the the studio version for a while. But mm-hmm. uh, please, not for so long. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Imagine if we get the confirmed lyrics and it freaking is like poison and pills. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> that would be that would be a disappointment. In that case, I wouldn't want the real lyrics. <laughs> it's like with like, ever since New York, like I totally we we didn't even know the lyrics for a long time. I thought they were completely different than that what they were. And same with Sweet Creature, like I thought they were different than what they were. And like it's hard to tell, and then you get the real lyrics, and you're like, "Oh, it's not and what I heard." And then when we when we got those uh, those lyric of the, those official lyrics, he still sings differently some of the parts. Like, yeah, he does whatever he wants, really. Yeah, he doesn't stick to the rules. Like in Kiwi with the whole black dress actress, I swear he switches which one <laughs> comes first, like every show. Yeah, it's, like, very different. But, yeah. Send us your thoughts on medicine, guys, because there's a lot to say about it. And I definitely want to do a full in-depth discussion, which might be kind of tricky because it'll just be like, this is sex. This is also sex. (laughs) 
like here's some oral like like it'll just be like like that and I'll probably laugh the entire time but it's still really fun and it would be a fun episode to do so I'll, I'll do a, and, and obviously like I'll like pull apart the musical sounds to it as well but this is sort of just like starting to touch on this song which seems like it's going to become a big song in the fandom he's going to have to like end next tour with like medicine or something like like the new playing medicine three times or something like that (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um all right so like closing thoughts on just this entire discussion about his tour um i just i just like i'm so excited about it and I'm so glad to, like, be a part of it, and, uh, like, I feel like it's just exciting every night, and I feel like this is the tour I've been just, like, most excited for, I don't know. I guess it's because, like, his last tour was so good, so now I have high expectations, and now it's, like, I'm able to watch every night or every couple nights and look forward to the outfits and, you know, look forward to any possible new songs. Maybe later on in the tour, he'll bring in Baby Honey or Complicated Freak. Who knows? Um, so, and I feel like he just really blew me away with what he's done. And his just, his vocals sound so strong. And he is giving me life on the stage. He's moving around it. Like, he's working it. Um, he's running up and down like I just love it I feel like he's killing it out there and it's so cool to get to watch videos of it and I'll be going at least once I'm trying to find tickets uh to go to maybe one or two other shows which sounds like like a lot but I really want to go so so. (laughs) and like I'm in London so I'm close to places which makes it super easy um like and you have a a a podcast dedicated to Harry so like exactly. you kind of have to go more than exactly. once exactly like speaking it, of which anyone who supports me on patreon that's how <laughs> I'm buying my tickets so if you want to support me buy tickets to Harry it's patreon.com slash talk direction uh because I really appreciate that and if you think about it just one month if it's five dollars or you can do 250 that's just like buying a coffee honestly so if you think about it that way, <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate all my supporters over on Patreon. Uh, it also helps like pay for the show too, because it costs money to host the website. So that is also helpful for that. Um, but yeah, do you have closing thoughts on the tour in general or what you're excited to see in the future? I'm glad it get, it's getting bigger. It has a lot of potential. Uh, I hope uh, Harry keeps on growing and changing things. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't stay stagnant for a long mm-hmm. time. And, yeah, it's it's only getting better, I think. Yeah. And I'm excited for all that. Me too. So we'll keep up to date now the tour tour season has started. Now I feel like there's going to be more news. It's it was been it, it had been like a four three three or four slow months and now it's starting to pick up again with both Niall and Harry going on tour. And I'm seeing Niall in like what less than a week now. I'm seeing him on the 22nd. So that'll be a fun episode for me to talk about my experience there. So I look forward to that, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, recommendations. Do I have any? I don't know. Do you have any recommendations for today? 
Sure. Um, so for the last two months, I've been uh, pretty obsessed with K-pop. I know oh, I'm yes, another I've person with, who won't shut up about it, but uh, I love it. Like it's it happened because like um, uh, I had finals and everything was so stressful and like keeping up with everything One Direction was feeling like a chore. So I uh, mm-hmm. like. I started listening to the different uh, genre and I got into BTS and I got to the uh, the fandom and it's mm-hmm. pretty great and I highly recommend um, listening to the BTS in general mm-hmm. but like especially keeping it all uh, in the theme theme of uh, like C and everything and like the uh, nautical um, nautical vibe uh i would uh, recommend you all uh, listen to uh, c by bts it's like oh my god uh for me it's probably my favorite song of bts but it's really hard to tell i, I can't ever tell my favorites like it changes every day <laughs> uh but like it's perfectly produced like it has um, um, like it has sounds of of the waves and like the mm, the lyrics are uh, are mm, I don't know how to say that uh, they sounds a little like like waves there's um, there's a call and a response and it's oh, really pretty cool. and I was uh, listening to to this song a lot when I was preparing for my exams because mm-hmm. uh, it calls me calms me down and uh, makes me emotional a little too mm-hmm. it's, it's really great like I, I highly recommend uh, checking the lyrics BTS is amazing band when it comes to like looks they dance pretty well but the lyrics mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect such uh, nice lyrics such touching lyrics from like uh, such a big boy band like mm-hmm. they touch on a really important issues and their li- lyrics are so like honest and and touching and like I cry literally every time I check another uh, another song because it's Aww. just so good yeah, so. I haven't listened to K-pop much, so I keep seeing you post about it, and I'm like, maybe I should check it out. <laughs> so I'll have to listen to this one for sure. Um, what is my recommendation? My recommendation is going to be to go find that tweet of where I posted the Dropbox link of all the covers that Harry has done and all the Abbey Road performances and Medicine, and Anna, and uh, Girl Crush, and all, Landslide, all the ones he's done. I also have Don't Let Me Go on there, and that was from like <laughs> 2011 or 2012 or something, and I've had that downloaded for years, so I just stuck it up there because I thought maybe people would be interested in hearing it. Um, I'd love Harry to bring back Don't <laughs> Let Me Go. That would be great. Give no. us the rock version of that, Harry, please. <laughs> Um, please don't yeah (laughs) uh yeah go check all that out uh it's an easy download you can just put it on your ipod i also tweeted some like fun covers that you can use as like album covers um and again i tweeted how to do that so go find those tweets 
Um, but yeah, and let us know your thoughts on all of this. Like, let us know Anna, medicine, um, just Harry's tour in general. Uh, I feel like there's a lot to talk about still, and there'll continue to be new outfits to talk about every single week. So let us know uh, your comments on Twitter and everywhere else. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode 128 of Talk Direction. You can follow Talk Direction on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. Follow Talk Direction on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram, just Talk Direction. And you can follow me individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kesha, where can they find you? Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at uh, Kesha underscore PL, and Kesha is spelled K-E-I-S-H-A underscore PL. Uh, or you can follow uh, my Harry as Cows account uh, on yes. Twitter. Uh, and uh, it's just Harry as Cows, but Cows is with uh, a Z because the, the S one was taken. <laughs> of course it was. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I post there uh, pretty much every day. I had a small break because of the finals, which were killing me. Uh, oh. Uh, but I'm back, and it's great. Uh, yeah, today, uh, after we finish recording, I will uh, put uh, a great uh, a combination of uh, Harry and Towel and uh, Cow and Towel. Uh, because <laughs> uh, our lovely friend Johanna uh, made it happen. Because for some reason, there's not enough pictures of uh, cows in towels. Like, you can get <laughs> everything, but not towels. That is so funny. I love it. And I'm the one who requested that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I highly recommend this Twitter. It it brings me a lot of joy. So definitely go follow Harry as Cows. Cows. Um, but yeah. And of course, Talk Direction, uh, the, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Direction, where we're going to be talking about Harry's new merch. And yeah, you can rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, or on SoundCloud, and there's a SoundCloud app to make it easy. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kesha. And thank you once again, Kesha, for coming on and such last minute. It was so nice to get to talk to you and get to, like, talk to someone else live in person about this Harry stuff, because I'm not even sure if Kara, like, I don't think she's very much keeping up with One Direction as much, also, uh, like, currently, so... There's no one that I like. I'm like really turning to like the listeners and it's been so nice to have like you guys all to talk to like just on Twitter about everything and to like freak out over everything together and obviously to have Kesha on the show too has been amazing. So I really appreciate that and finding the fandom and having all of you because it makes me very happy. So thank you guys for listening and being so lovely in general. And I will see you next time for episode 129. Bye. Bye.